everyone. I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subasati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to the Zombie Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zombie Girls Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and joining me today is all of my zombie ladies, minus Jody, who will be here later. <laughs> <laughs> joining me is Matilda. Hi there. Ariel. Hey. And Sarah. Hello. Hello, ladies. How's everybody doing? How are you I'm on this good. fine purge day? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as I sort of was joking about, um, this episode we're going to be talking about the entire Purge series. You thought Matilda was mean putting us through the Aronofsky films. <laughs> Enter four Purge films. I was like, hold my beer. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be all the Hostel films. That is Ooh, true. Yeah. And Sarah, you're next. Don't even think about it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I might I might have to do a uh, Jorgen... Uh, what's his name? Jorgen Buttface. Uh, uh, retrospective. Jorgen Buttface. What? But Buttface. I think is how you say his last name. He's the guy who did ne- Necromantic and. Oh, and- <laughs> done some other films that don't have to be necromantic. <laughs> we can have some off-air conversation. <laughs> so, how's everybody doing? Anything exciting happened in the last month? I fed, I kissed a giraffe. That was exciting. Oh, that's exciting. Where'd you do that? Um, There's a place up in Mendocino County. Uh um, And we were up there for like a little weekend getaway. And we went to this um, preserve where they have antelope, zebras, and giraffe. And you can feed the giraffe is at the end of the tour. And one of the things that they let you do, you can either feed them with your hands, but you have slices of sweet potato, or you mm-hmm. can put one edge of the sweet potato in your mouth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the giraffe comes and takes the other part of the sweet potato out. Oh and so cool. with me, the giraffe was very like precise and just took it. But some guy in my group put the sweet potato in his mouth, tilted his head up, and that giraffe like searched his face. Were you like relieved that you had been more precise, or were you kind of like, "Damn, I should"? It was played. a mixed experience. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, it's they have point- really soft tongues, don't they? Like velvety. Tongues. How does everyone know what a giraffe? I don't know. Like. Um, I can't Marine remember. World. They used to let you feed the giraffes there. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Safari West, if you do a particular tour, you can feed the giraffes, but. That's exciting. It, it, I was excited that this was not a drooly giraffe. They can be quite drooly. Oh, and this right. one was very. Uh, oh shit! Sarah's white face Sarah. dropped out. Uh oh. <gasps> With the Wi-Fi. Shit. Okay, we'll just have her hop back in when she can. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's exciting. How about you, Ariel? Anything fun, fun and adventurous in the last month? Um, my sister and I took my niece and nephew to see Welcome to Night Vale live. So oh, that was really fun. how was that? It was really, really fun. They were super funny and they do like a special show that they tour with. Um, so that was cool. And it was, it was a little disconcerting to see like the guy who plays Cecil, like have his voice, you know, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was real. they were really funny. And, uh, yeah, I'd never 
I'd never done that before, so it was kind of exciting. And my niece and nephew loved it because I got them hooked on that show years ago, and mm-hmm. they still listen to it. So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah. I love seeing a podcast live. I know mm-hmm. it's fun. <laughs> Can you imagine us doing a podcast? Oh God! We're like two hours late, <laughs> right? <laughs> and Sarah. we would need to. Um, we could just have like the the big screen behind us. Could uh-huh. just be us, all the cat pictures we sent during the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, oh, and we could have the uh, sound guy keep cutting, uh, uh, keep dropping out Ariel's mic. Right. <laughs> just like musical chairs of dropping Wi-Fi. And, yeah. yeah. Sta- we just lower and raise to the stage, like, as we, our, our technology fails and comes yes. back. Like, clap, like the Kiss reunion. Just yes. the platform going everywhere. <laughs> Oops. How about you, Sarah? Anything exciting the last month? Uh, got to see Flogging Molly on Wednesday night um, at a local brewery. That was pretty cool. Ooh, oh, nice. Fun. Yeah, that was that was a really good show. And it was a whole lot of fun. Um, other than that, not, not much. Just working a lot. Working six days a week. Ouch. Yeah. Right. Yowza. All right, cool. Well, that sounds like people have been doing some fun stuff in the last month. What about you, Rachel? I mean, you know me. I went to Disneyland. <laughs> I'm so fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did finally get to go to Disneyland. I bought an annual pass for Christmas, and like this is the first trip we successfully made it to Disneyland. And you said you could ride the train and like peek into Star Wars World? Yeah, Star Wars World looks like it's going to be amazing. Like, it's so, so amazing. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be like... Making it fucking rain up in up in Dagobah, or well, I don't remember the name of the planet it's, it's on. <laughs> I had other friends that went and rode Thunder Mountain Railroad just so they could take a picture at the oh, top because yeah. you can kind yeah, of Thunder see Mountain it from Railroad up there. has a great view of uh, and like it's actually a part of the ride that kind of slows down before it drops. So you can like really like take it in. Cantu, I think is what it's called. Cantu uh-huh. is the name of the planet. And then also the train. Like when you're <laughs> your your choices are. Look at the amazing Star Wars on your left, or look to the like problematic Native American d- diorama on your right. When you're on the oh train. yeah, that's an easy choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Disneyland was amazing. I don't remember where I saw the uh, the review, but apparently um, they let some reporters go in and just kind of let them walk through. They couldn't uh-huh. take any pictures, but they could walk through and just yeah. describe what they saw. And all, and like three of them said that it's going to be like a life changing experience in star Wars. Land. Yeah. I mean, if my experience in the first weekend of like universal's Harry Potter world was yeah. spring Kleenex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So tonight we are going to be, or today we're going to be talking about the purge. Uh, I, I, a quick little warm-up question. Does anybody have uh, an idea of how they would celebrate the purge or who they might target? <laughs> I feel very called out by the article that Sarah forwarded to us. Which was? <laughs> Which was that um, the aging punk just goes to Denny's on the night of the purge and smokes all night. Like, they can smoke in a restaurant. <laughs> I... I feel I feel like that's probably the crime that I would commit. It's <laughs> like ordering cheese fries and coffee and sitting there for twelve hours with my friends chain smoking. Oh my god, I that is taking me back. For me, it was lions, but yeah, it's lions. Yes, one hundred percent. Also, just the lung capacity to be able to do that. I know. Oh. 
Right. So good. It would just hurt me more than anyone else. But right. Still. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, how about you, Ariel? How would you spend the purge? Oh God, I don't know. I think it's unfortunate that government employees are exempt because now well, my not employees. listen. Hey, you could be purge three era person. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. true. That's where the, the 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 they lift the ban on the the government. Yeah. So is, is that where you're headed to DC? Yeah, I feel like I get mm-hmm. the family band together and we go to DC. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. God, I love you, Ariel. i don't know i feel like i would be so basic i would be like shopping i would have my like mannequin fantasy you know what i mean where i'm in the mall after hours or like um you would like night of the comet night of the comet i would have my night of the comet fantasy (laughs) and just be like shop 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 (laughs) so basic but i feel like i could live with myself after the person yeah yeah All right, cool. So we have a little bit of housekeeping. I'm going to turn it over to you, Matilda. What? Tell us what you got planned. Oh yeah. So um, some Rachel knows. Some of you may know. I've been um cross stitching my stress away this year. I always have a craft going for <laughs> You're my just like stabbing things over, just and stabbing over things and over and over, and over again. And over. Very therapeutic in like precise ways. Very therapeutic. Um, and I came across this great pattern on Etsy by um Stephanie from Dysfunctional Threads. Um. And it is an exorcist-themed cross-stitch pattern. <laughs> it is very blasphemous. I finished it. <laughs> My partner and I looked at each other and we're like, it's too much even for our house. Um, so, <laughs> which is saying something. So <laughs> we are going to have a giveaway for this um, to, any, to the listener who writes us the best horror limerick. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so if you, and I will put this on the Zombie Girls page also, um, and we'll set when we release this um, this episode, and then we'll have a time period, and then we will read all of your limericks, and this will get mailed with little treats to the best, <laughs> to the best horror limerick. So, <laughs> I think you're going to want gonna, in on this. Are you going to describe it? Or are we just going to post it? I mean, I think you got to describe it. All right, so it's a um, it is tradi- the traditionally framed cross stitch in the hoop, uh, <laughs> in a black hoop, in a black hoop that says "Your mother sucks cocks in hell," <laughs> surrounded by a rosary. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know you want this in your house, or know about... someone you want to in <laughs> whose house you want to put it in. Yeah, you could just sneak into somebody's house and hang it, and see how long it takes for them to notice. <laughs> My guess is immediately. <laughs> Yeah, so I look it's forward. Awesome. I look forward to reading your limericks. Yes, and you can have something created by the one and only Matilda. Her <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears went into this. Maybe potentially blood. You could clone her. <laughs> so, so get them limericks no together. <laughs> but you could. Um, but also definitely check out dysfunctional threads on Etsy because Stephanie has some great patterns, including a lot of horror patterns. There's a great like Shining Twins red rum carpet like Ooh, pattern nice. of the carpet stitch that i may get into next so awesome mm-hmm. awesome well i think that is a prize to be had i wish that i had the guts to put it up in my house because <laughs> <laughs> i'd be writing a limerick myself <laughs> awesome okay and we'll put a picture of that on the facebook page yeah you'll get it you if you want to see what it looks like you can look on the zombie girls website in this this episode's show notes or on our facebook page which you should come over and like anyway because it's dope yeah 
All right, cool. All right, so let's get into what we've been watching. So we're going to mix it up. Normally we go alphabetical, but um, Ariel has made a request that she not be put on the spot immediately. <laughs> so instead, Sarah, what you been watching, girl? <laughs> uh, not much. Okay. Uh, I see is, nothing the, the, under the your name. Been, the wife, wife had pneumonia, so she was home for about two weeks. Oh, I know. So uh, she's been marathoning uh, Queen Sugar on Hulu. Okay. Which is actually pretty decent. You should check. Oh. You should check it out. It's uh, about a African American family in New Orleans who, um, dad runs a uh, a sugarcane farm, and he passes away, and it's like the family coming home to, you know, at first they're kind of like trying to like figure out how they're going to divide, you know, how they're going to divide things up because he left the farm to all of them, and it's like you have one sister who's a ninth ward community activist, another sister whose husband is an NBA player. And, you know, and he ends up involved in a, a, a prostitution scandal. Ooh, and you have, you have the, uh, you have an aunt, you have their aunt, and then you have the brother who's just out of jail and reconnecting with his, his, the mother of his, of his child who's just out of rehab. And, and it gets good. It gets really good. Okay. So I definitely check it, check that one out. Um, other than that, uh, the wife and I saw Aquaman and, oh, oh, hell, I don't know, Rachel, I don't, I don't know how your wood cop, oh, your wood cop, uh, <laughs> alert not survived. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. the Chris, the, the, what's his face, uh, Will, Willem Dafoe? Yeah, the Willem Dafoe slick back wig is really, dude, yeah, what was it ponytail with all the dudes and the, something... and the, like, like, ups, the, the, like, reverse French braids? Yeah, I I I, I don't Adult know. Lundgren's hair. Oh my god, it looked like looked like back in the nineties when your manic panic started to wash out. Yeah. <laughs> it is it's so bad. And, and then stuff. and then her wig, her red wig. Yeah. It's just like there were times that she'd like move, and you're like, that is not a natural movement for a person. And you know, it's just because she's trying to keep the wig on through the scene. You can you can literally see her kitchen sometimes. So yeah. like she needs to. We need to get some drag queens up in here again. Let me reiterate. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Yeah, it is unacceptable. My my ex was a topless dancer, and so I learned how to like glue in extensions. And uh-huh. I can they, tell did you, did they need you on set? <laughs> huh? <laughs> did they need you on set? <laughs> I could do a better job. <laughs> yeah, it's the wig. The wiggery is the riggery of the wiggery is <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> That being said, though, there are some like visually pretty mov- moments in that movie, right? Yeah, no, it, it it's really cool, but but the wigs. Yeah, the, the, well, the, the, I mean, the movie was, the movie was fun. I wasn't I wasn't bored for like the mm-hmm. two two hours that it was, or two and a half hours, whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's just it it was a lot of fun. But it was just one of the it was just one of those things. I'm like, damn it, Rachel, did I not damn warn you? you? Now I'm noticing this shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's like one of those things where like you hear a word and then you hear it everywhere. I have now infected everyone with wig coppery. I wonder if listeners are now totally irritated by wigs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry about that, girl. (laughs) I mean, but I feel like, you know, if we want to do better, we have to know better. (laughs) (laughs) This is me just doing my part. (laughs) 
Awesome. Okay, Matilda, what have you been watching? Uh, well, I went and watched one thing with you, yes. which was uh, a movie called Greta. Greta. Uh, did p- people see the preview for this? This is Chloe. I Grace did. Morrison. I almost went to see it. Oh, the okay. That's out. Else yeah. Oh, it's out. It, the reviews are not great, and I guess that I can see that it like it isn't incredibly unpredictable, but <laughs> it was good. I liked it. I, I had liked a good it time. As well. I had a good time. I mean, it it definitely spoke to my like '90s thriller, yeah, love, in a way, but with but, a like little fucked up psychoanalytic mom twist. Yes, in it. It was good. It, yeah. Instead of it like Richard Gere, you know, being like the domineering partner, it's like this weird mom thing. Yeah. Mm. So, as a, it'd be an interesting. I know we just did one about black swan and mother but this would be an interesting like black swan companion i feel like oh with the, yeah with the mother dynamics of this mm-hmm. yeah. yeah there I is um it. isabel hubert yeah Coupere. she is so menacing in this mm-hmm. in a way that you like it's she's so like here's the thing is she codes so safe early on in the movie that when she takes the turn into like the full glenn close fatal instinct or not fatal, fatal attraction. Fatal attraction. Fatal instinct. What is wrong with me? Fatal <laughs> attraction, like psycho. It is terrifying when she's just standing outside for hours. Oh, it's. I really liked this movie. I think the reviews of it are fair. Yeah. Like I can't argue with them. But if you are someone who loves like a primal fear or like a like a basic instinct or not basic instinct, that's too sexy. But like a yeah, like, like a, a Rebecca De Mornay '90s property. Yes, like yeah. that is that is it is very that. Mm-hmm. It is very that. I I really liked it. Mm-hmm. You still have to watch Double Lover, which is now on yes, Shutter. Yes, I know. Judgment. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last night when I was looking for the streaming pick, I saw it on there again. I was like, ah! I need to get on this. <laughs> I want to start a movie with a cervix. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Sorry, but I just talked all over your. Oh no, no, so you liked it too, right? Oh yeah, we had a good time. So. That was fun. We had. I had coconut M&M's, hung out with you. Coconut oh. M&M's are a thing? Yes, girl. <laughs> yeah, our, the theater had three different kinds of M&M's. So yeah. there's like coconut, jalapeno, and a toffee one. Ones oh. Yeah, the jalapeno cool. one sounded Hope it doesn't give you cheeks of fire. I feel like the like faux jalapeno might not be great. It might be what of fire? Cheeks of fire. <laughs> Do you call <laughs> it cheeks of fire? <laughs> you burnt me a butter. I call it. I call it ring of fire. <laughs> That's really more accurate, actually. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Uh, well, so <laughs> desirable. Take it all in. All this sexy. <laughs> well, you've heard. You've heard what uh, Johnny Cash's first wife has said about Ring of Fire, right? No. That it's actually written because uh, uh, June gave Johnny the clap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it burns, 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 baby! <laughs> oh, that's that's nice. Well, she that's... might be a little bitter. <laughs> yeah, mm. fair, fair, mm. awesome. Okay, what else have you been watching? <laughs> uh, I watched a great little short on Shutter. Um, there's a bunch of like little. Uh, women directed horror shorts on shutter and uh-huh. i went through them um and the one that i a bunch of them are great but the one that i would recommend is called i want you inside me did anybody else watch this <laughs> no. like 12 minutes long uh, it's fun so did you watch it there's a cell phone involved. okay no it's not the one i'm, I'm thinking of okay 
Okay. Yeah. Can you I mean, not it's talk fun. about it? Or? No, I, I, it's 12 minutes long. Just check it Just out. Just watch it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm good. intrigued. Now, on the dock, there is something here that I'm very interested to hear about. <laughs> it just simply says, and a very special recommendation from Rachel. I feel very um, set up. Targeted. <laughs> <laughs> so the, when we Based on the capitalization gr- of very and special. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so when we went to see Greta, Rachel had been watching something on Shudder and told me, <laughs> I want you to watch this. Oh, no. I can't, be- I could not process this. You know, kind of like after I saw Mother. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I, I don't understand. These two movies are going to be the same Yeah, maybe the- that should have been the matchup is Mother in this. <laughs> oh, my um, God. So the movie is Gremlins 2. Has anyone else seen this? Yes. <laughs> yes. This is the worst movie. What? <laughs> oh, my God. The, the, no, it's so the, much the, the fun. Flying, the flying gremlin? The spider gremlin? Come on. The lady gremlin? <laughs> the the, 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 the intellectual gremlin? gremlin? I mean. Oh, dear. That's like a big part of my so childhood. I've seen so many times. Zombie it girls is, divided. It is. this was the hill we died on (laughs) i had a hard time getting through it yeah and i it it was so hard for me to understand because i love bad movies and this is like it should be the sweet spot right that little like googly eyed gremlin Okay, so here's the question. When was the last time you guys saw Gremlins 2? Probably not since uh, I was a teenager. Uh, Christmas. Okay, oh, well. Gremlins, Gremlins is a Christmas movie, so we that's correct. Gremlins 2. Okay, well, there's no excuse for you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> but Sarah, but have you also Ariel, seen... Maybe Wait. revisit it before you come out so hard and it's it just They used to always play it on TV, so I've probably seen that one more than I've seen original Gremlins. Wow. Yeah. I was amazed. Like, the... Um, like, what I is should have liked Christopher Lee it. doing in this movie? Christopher <laughs> Lee is in it. Phoebe Cates is like completely neutered in this movie. I was yeah. like, it's Phoebe Cates. Um, <laughs> Dude, I love it though when she's talking about President's Day and they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was tough. It was a tough go. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I was able to introduce that into your life. You're right. So if you um, if you didn't, if you your mind was not blown by the the layers and layers of Aronofsky's mother, I think that Gremlins <laughs> 2 will, will break whatever mother left intact. Yeah, like <laughs> what glass ceilings did like girl Gremlin break <laughs> in the horror genre? <laughs> uh, and definitely followed up as you told me to do with the Key and Peele uh, Gremlins oh 2 writers God. Definitely room in the movie. This is why we need women in the writers room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that was my very special recommendation. Thanks, You're Rachel. Um, and now streaming on Shutter. <laughs> <laughs> if, if horror noir did not get you to, to get the trial, maybe the, the, the new batch will. <laughs> awesome okay so i've been watching a show called doom patrol has anybody else heard of this no how about you sarah no so it is a new original series on the dc universe streaming service because everyone has a streaming service now god damn it i cut the cables i wouldn't have to pay all these fucking bills i know it's so obnoxious (laughs) but here's the thing 
This thing is worth it. <laughs> it's worth the price. Okay, so like full disclaimer, I know nothing about the comic. Um, so like that it's based on, so I cannot say if it is a good representation of the source material, anything like that. All I can say is that I am obsessed with the show. It is so much fun. Okay, so basically, here's the story. Basically, it's a, a bunch of like tragic, depressed, like broken, misfit metahumans um, that are living in Timothy Dalton's like broke down uh, mansion for metahumans. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like for instance, like uh, uh, Matt Bomer plays a negative man who is this fighter pilot that like has something happen while he's up in the air and like turns out he was like and like his his life is kind of a mess because he was like a closeted gay guy in the 50s and then there's like um my other favorite character is crazy jane who is uh did and each of her distinct personalities has a different superhero power nice it's really cool. it's uh-huh. really cool basically they live in this mansion and then the timothy dalton character gets taken by mr nobody who's played by alan tiddick who also does fourth wall breaking voiceover for the series that's really funny and so basically have to band together to try to get him back and the show is so weird in the best way possible it's delightfully bizarre is the way i would describe it the characters are like really fun and offbeat and you just kind of want to be around them whatever happens you're just like kind of excited to go on the ride because it's so you don't know where this thing is going to go ever and it's really funny the standouts are definitely as i said crazy jane is my favorite she has like all these different personalities for instance there's one called silver tongue who i've never seen this before maybe it's maybe this is not fresh but to me i've never seen this before her power is she when she says words they actually appear and then she throws them like knives Mm, so cool. she'll be like you nazi fuck and like nazi fuck will show up on screen and it'll like stab the nazi you know what i mean like so the nazi will die with nazi fuck like Im- yes. impaled on those yes. words yes awesome yes and she's got it's like, like an- every academic's dream power. yes and she's like the 70s <laughs> punk chick so and then she's got like hammerhead is like her kind of like violent side mm-hmm. and then she's got like a baby inside of her called baby girl that's like a 10 year old yeah, honestly, Crazy Jane is like a character that was made. For, like, I feel like the universe is trying to make you watch a superhero <laughs> TV show. <laughs> it looks like the reviews are really good. It's excellent. It's so good. And um, it looks like it also has one of the cast members is Joyvan Wade, who's in the first Purge. I don't know if he's shown up. And oh yeah, 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 yes, yes, he's cyborg. Oh okay. Yeah, and he's interesting too. He's probably the he's had the least to do so far. But he definitely has the potential to be really, really cool. Yeah. And then there's also Brendan Fraser as Robot Man. I was going to ask. He is amazing. (laughs) I can't tell you how excited I am for Brendan Fraser. So he basically, he's never on screen except for when they do flashbacks. So he's like, he was like a race car driver in the 80s. So he has like a mullet. (laughs) And like you're introduced to him with like from behind where he's like having sex with the nanny. And it's just like his flabby butt pounding away. <laughs> but like he's like the most tragic and most lovable character, believe it or not. And now he's just like a brain inside of a giant robot. So he's like not even it's just his voice and like some big hulking dude like in a robot suit. So you're saying out. when he's not outshined by Polly Shore in a film, he's Yes he's able to get Exactly. <laughs> Finally he has been like the, the shackles of Shore have been taken from him and he's able to shine. Mm-hmm. It totally breaks the like superhero tropes by just being whatever the fuck it wants to be. Like, if it wants to put an, an alternate universe inside of a donkey's ass, it will do that. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. wants to have like a maniacal cockroach like shouting about the end of the universe with Booger's voice from Revenge of the Nerds it does that <laughs> like, <laughs> if it wants to turn a man into a half a dinosaur half uh, celery stalk it does that <laughs> like, <laughs> it does whatever it wants Ariel what have you been watching Um, so I went to see Happy Death Day 2 I am very curious about this. I really <laughs> liked the first one. Yeah, so I really liked the first one. I thought it was so much fun. So I was looking forward to seeing this one. And I had a very unique experience because I was out running errands and ended up having like this break of time. Um, and so I, I went to the movies in the middle of a weekday um, by myself. And the theater was completely empty. Like there was not another person in the theater, which I've never had happen before. Oh, <laughs> like, I sitting, love it. That's... That's why I go to movies during the day. Yeah, it was pretty green, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it, adds, it can add to the creepiness a little bit to yeah. be completely alone yeah. in the theater, I think. Yeah, it was a little strange. Um, but I had a really good time. So here's what I'll say. It's not quite as good as the first one. Okay. But it's a really fun movie. Okay. So in this one, um, I don't know if anybody's seen the previews, but I had seen a preview for it, and I thought it was going to be about um, – her boyfriend's roommate story like it's happening to him from the preview that's what it looked like to me Uh um and it is a tiny bit but mostly it's still the main female character tree it's mainly still her story but you get um a couple of new side characters that are really entertaining and um yeah I just thought it was it was really fun I mean they're not like the best movies or anything but I would say that this one is definitely worth a watch if you enjoyed the first one because it's still, you know, got great um, kills and entertaining, quirky characters. And it's just like a really fun, good time. Do you feel like you come away with it with more answers than you did in the first one? About what it is that's happening? Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, I don't think it's necessary. I mean, like, we all get the time loop thing, but right. at the same time, you are kind of like, I need a little bit of an answer. So in this one, um, because you have sort of her story of her going through this happening again, but also these side characters and what's going on with them, you learn exactly what caused it to happen. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Consider me intrigued. Yeah. I think you'd like it. Cool. So joining us all the way from across the pond is Jody. Hello. Jody, so while you were gone, mm-hmm. or before you came on, we all had a little warm-up question where we discussed what we would do on our Persian night. Do, do you have a Persian plan? Oh, um, uh, I think just like hunker down and lock myself away and put on some tunes and just try and wait the night out. If you decided to participate, though, what would be your crime? Oh, oh um... Oh, I am not prepared to answer this. <laughs> um, <laughs> not in a public forum, anyway. <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, I haven't thought about it. Not that it's anything untoward. Uh, you wouldn't be the one out there humping on the, 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 the trunk of the car? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do my humping indoors. Thank you. Okay. Right, whatever. Square. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. Ariel, we were in the middle of yours. What else have you been watching? Okay, so last October, we did um, this thing on the Zombie Girls Facebook page where we took turns making recommendations for leading up to Halloween, and Jody recommended this movie called Ghost Watch, Um, and Shudder, it kept showing up on Shudder, so I finally sat down and watched it, and she's right, it was so good. Um, Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's basically um, 
a BBC broadcast where all these like newscasters and, and presenters are investigating um, a house that's the family says is haunting them, that there's a ghost or something that's terrorizing them. And it's done as though it were completely serious and completely realistic. And Jody, you can probably talk about this, but I guess there were um, the people that are on it were like real BBC hosts mm. and presenters. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that yeah. when it aired, it was um, aired as though it were happening live. And I guess people actually thought, a lot of people actually thought that it was really happening. Mm-hmm. I wish that I had been alive then to see it because I can totally see how you could buy into it in the way that they did it, especially because um, it's done with a lot of sort of humor and cynicism, like this can't possibly be happening and we're, you know, we're investigating it, but we sort of don't really buy it. Um, And it builds really slowly over time, uh, which I personally love because I love that tension getting built up. And then the ending is, I, I don't want to give anything away, but it's really good. Like it mm-hmm. surprised me <laughs> what they did. Um, and I was thoroughly impressed. So I would highly recommend watching this. Um, oh, okay. And if, <laughs> if you're like me, you also will enjoy all the 90, like early nineties fashion choices that people were making <laughs> too. Um, that's pretty great. It was really good. I ha- I do have one major complaint with that movie and that is the fact that they have like a little uh cubby under the stairs and they refer to it throughout the entire thing over and over again as a glory hole <laughs> <laughs> like the little kids call it a glory hole the adults oh. call it a glory hole it's just like over and over again yeah i don't think that term was used in the in the uk in the 90s for what it means now yeah that was my guess <laughs> since like the 10 year old was saying it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm really glad you liked it but yeah you're right that the the presenters are all like BBC presenters that the the blonde lady Sarah Green um was like a children's TV presenter so she's really recognizable so watching this back then must have been like completely convincing and yeah I, what... I read a review of it that said it would be like in the US if like Diane Sawyer or something was doing this and you just thought it was happening live on your television okay Diane? I don't know who that is but... <laughs> fair <laughs> yeah <laughs> And it's got that, um, you, you mentioned the humour, it's got that kind of BBC kind of like, you know, PG rate, rated humour going on as well, which I just, like, it, it must have been completely believable. I, I don't know what kind of marketing they had at the time for it. They must have just done it really quietly, like, oh, hey, there's a show, you know, guess what, I don't know, check it out. Um, but they got all these complaints about it. Yeah, so like tons terrifying. of people called in thinking that it was real and they were traumatised mm-hmm. by it and... Yeah. Um, this one review I read, I don't know if this is real, but that like three different women gave birth, like that their labor started <laughs> while they were watching it because oh, they were shit. so freaked out. Wow. Yeah. Well, damn. Now That's I really got to see this. Yeah, you have to. And, and like I said, it's a it's a real slow burn one um, where, you know, you don't know if stuff that's happening is maybe really happening or fake or what. Um, but it's really good. And all the stuff around it, all of the the different hosts um, that they sort of, you know, where they're going in studio and then out to the house and the guy in the street talking to the neighbors and stuff. It's just mm-hmm. really entertaining to watch, even just for that, those parts of it. Yep. Oh, I'm really glad you liked it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Jody. So what have you been watching? Um, so very quickly, I, I watched a movie that you guys recommended called Mum and Dad. Ah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? I didn't like it as much as you guys did. 
I, wonder, I, I feel like it it definitely is in danger of being overhyped. Yeah. Yeah, that's I've, fair. I, I felt like it struggled to kind of agree on its tone. Because some parts of it I yeah. thought were really, really nasty. And other parts were really, really silly. And I just kind of, I, I guess I yeah. preferred that yeah, it was one true. or the other. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you are not wrong. <laughs> and I don't really know why, but the, the bit where, so, um, Summer Blair's character's sister um, is pregnant and she's about to go into labour any day now. And, and as soon as they mention, oh, you know, any news yet about the baby? I, I think, ah, okay. As soon as she becomes a parent and sees the kid, I can guess what's yeah. going to happen. And that really right. upset me for some reason, just like grabbing the baby and trying to take it away from its mother. It really kind of got under my skin. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's I, a really effective ex- scene. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to be so nasty. What does it say about Matilda and I that that was the scene that we're like, oh, we're into this. (laughs) (laughs) This is an excellent piece of cinema. I thought I would have been too. If you described it to me, I think I would have been like, oh, that sounds like batshit awesome. Okay, I'm in. But yeah, I don't know. It kind of got to me. I can't really put my finger on why. It's a little mean, that movie. Yeah. 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 But when Lance, uh, what, Hendrickson shows up, oh, it's so good. Yeah. (laughs) That was good. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) But then all this stuff about just like getting old, like I found kind of sad as well. Like um, when uh, when the mum and dad are talking and, oh, the kids are growing up and we're not cool anymore. I don't know. Like it was almost um, a third movie about just getting up and being depressed, uh, getting old and being depressed about getting old. And, but I mean, yeah. I feel like that, that is like what the, like ties into the idea of like hostility towards your children. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the, that's sort of, that is where the rage is based. That is like unleashed. Yeah. Uh-huh. The signal or whatever. Mm-hmm. But is it depressing? Yes. But do <laughs> yeah. we get to see Nicolas Cage like doing donuts while banging away? Yes. <laughs> also, yes. <laughs> It's the role he was born for. Right? Yeah. No, that's Mandy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But definitely I'm glad that he made a pit stop in Mom and Dad <laughs> But I also feel like if you didn't like it, that is totally fair. Yeah. Because it is it is not for everyone. Yeah. And it is not a it is by no means a perfect film like at all. <laughs> But you either like it or you like it either works or it doesn't. I think. Yeah, I, I guess I'm I just sorry felt like it, it didn't. was. No, that's okay. It, um, yeah, some parts of it I really liked. I just felt like it was maybe two different people directing two different, like directing the same movie and then kind of like splicing them together. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That yeah. totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, what else have you been watching, dude? Speaking well, of fucked up parenting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the other movie I watched is um, this little movie called Us. Woo. Um, who else saw this? I did. I saw it last night. Okay. Oh damn! So I think uh, Sarah and I have not. Yet. Okay, so okay. it's going to be hard to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I, I know that at least for me, I, don't, I think Matilda, you said the same thing. Like spoilers don't ruin it for you. No, they help okay. me sometimes, let's, especially let's in a complex. Let's give a thing. major spoiler warning to our audience yeah. that, like, spoilers, spoilers. I don't know spoilers, how spoilers. deep we're going to go. But like, if you are really spoiler adverse, like I would skip this part. Yeah, and I would. I my my notes are not spoilery, not really spoilery, especially if you've seen the trailer. But like, as someone, I'm so sensitive to spoilers that I would skip this. Yeah, but if me you, too. Yeah, yeah, me so, too. And okay. and and everybody, you guys know how we work. We spoil everything. So yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes. But Either I will we mean put, to I'm, or not. All right, let the spoilers commence. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. What do you think, Jodes? Uh, this movie is great. Um, I guess uh, the expectations were high, right? Going in after right. um, Get Out, they were super yes. high. And I and I was really worried that it wasn't going to live up to it. it. I don't think it quite lived up to Get Out, but it's a different movie. Yes. Um, but then there's also quite a lot of similarities. And there's a theory that they're linked in more than just this is the next Jordan Peele movie. Really? Mm. Yeah, I don't know how deep you want to get into this now. Or if, like, I, I assume you're going to want to do Us one day. So we could we could get into it. Uh, I mean, I'm very curious now what the link yeah. is. <laughs> um, so just the, the, the science aspect of it, which they don't uh, really delve into yes, that much. Gotcha. That's actually, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, yeah, this was, this, is, this is great. Uh, and, and it was really fun to watch it on a Friday night in a packed cinema with mm. lots of uh, more casual sort of horror fans getting really freaked out <laughs> around me. <laughs> 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 kind of the normies traumatized! <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, oh, I really, I really want, to, want to go deep. but uh, Go for it, let's just do it. Well, because when, we, well, when I came out of the cinema and I went, to, uh, I went to the ladies' room and this lady in front of me just turned around, who I don't know, and just went, so, was the boy evil? And I went, oh, what? Uh, uh, um, I don't, I don't think so. But then we started thinking about it, <laughs> and that now we have an extra theory that I don't know if it holds. Oh, but yeah. But, oh, hmm. yeah. Maybe I need I to talk about. No, I don't know because like the mom is so afraid. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess like the boy's fascination with the Jeremiah eleven eleven guy mm. is interesting. I don't yeah. think he was evil. I don't. I don't. So. I don't think so. I don't think so. But either, that is but... an interesting theory. Yeah, I can. Yeah, because there's the theory that he he was switched to. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But which I don't. I don't think quite holds. But um, it's pretty interesting to explore. Um, but no, I thought this movie was great. I thought it was fun. I thought it was um scary, um and very very interesting. And because it's Jordan Peele, I'm just watching everything. Like, okay, there's a cl- okay, right? She's got a white rabbit on a t-shirt. Okay, note. Okay, right. What else is that? Uh, so I feel like I want to watch it again, a bit more relaxed, without trying to like figure out right. everything out. What about you? Uh, what do you think? Oh yeah, I feel like this proves again that this man is a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a mm-hmm. genius. He is working on so many levels when he makes a movie that, like you, I kind of I need to watch this movie like five more times. Yeah. Um, and I think we are very lucky that he exists. And mm-hmm. that he is making us movies. We are very fortunate to live in a time where we get to watch Jordan Peele's mind at work. And yep. like, I feel like he is an essential voice in this time of like great transition. Um, like he is a beacon of light while t- like highlighting dark shit mm-hmm. in a time where we like really, really need it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but that's, you know, my soapboxy opinion. Just in general, though, I just think this movie is absolutely fantastic. Um, we're in the spoiler zone, but if for some reason you're here still, I feel like you're better off the less you know going into this movie. Like, I did not watch a single trailer before I watched this, and like, so I didn't know what it was about, I didn't know what was gonna happen, and it was so fun to watch that unfold. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Lupita Nyongo, like, remember last time we were talking about how we were so excited that we got to see Natasha Leone finally get a project that was worthy of her mm-hmm. and like let her do her thing? That is this movie for her, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. She is asked to do a lot in this movie, and I feel like she pulls it off like and makes it look fucking effortless. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she really she... carries the movie on her shoulders, and she does a phenomenal job at it. Mm. She has yeah. to be so many different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like, deeply sympathetic and yep. mysterious and, 
just really like fierce in a way that like is very gratifying to see on screen. I think Winston Duke was great. Like I was like, mm, Baco, take off the shirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to go in the magic room. <laughs> he was um, such a dad as well. Just yeah. like yeah. on the boat. The dad and... jokes. The yeah. dad With the jokes. Boat, when he brings the boat out for them. Yeah. That was amazing. He's adorable. Yeah. I love him. I want to see him in all the things. Mm-hmm. Also now I need, I need Jordan Peele to make another movie with Michonne in it. So we can get like the full the full Black oh, Panther, yeah. <laughs> like Michonne and Shiri. <laughs> um, but the other person I thought was amazing in this, and which is kind of amazing in a movie with Elizabeth Moss, the next person I just want to talk about is not her, was Tim Heidecker as her husband. Mm-hmm. Is so great in this. He is half of the Tim and Eric show. He's uh he is a comedic genius. Like he is so weird and bizarre but i do feel like he gives a physical performance in this that does this perfect blending of like brutal like sort of being sort of like brutal like a like savagery to him but also like there's like hints of this like dark humor like when he's on the boat and he's like just his physical performance yeah like you could like there's he he adds this like nuance of comedy to it that just Mm -hmm. like i found he like or when he like reaches out and does the like slicking his hair back move mm-hmm. like he's great in this and also i think we cannot not mention the name of his boat which is did you see it no oh, biatch the oh. biatch <laughs> yacht. i did not see that that's great <laughs> um yeah so i mean this movie is genuinely frightening in moments mm-hmm. the score is excellent yes that religious it, kind of music that they had going on yes. at different points was chilling yes. And just, like, the use of, like, stringed instruments. Yeah. That, like, just, like, it's like, almost excruciating the way that they're used. Like, mm-hmm. the way that they, like, the the, t- the stingers and the tension building is so good. Um, it's kind of almost like an additional character in the movie in a way. Uh, and I love it. And, yeah, I think everyone should see it immediately. I had, like, a weird experience when I saw this movie. Um, so I went to a different... Um, movie theater that I normally go to they open a new one in the mall that has like the heated recliner seats so I was like yes Mm -hmm. I want this I'm Mm -hmm. going to like a 10 a.m showing like this is what I want my life to be (laughs) but when I was leaving like it's downstairs and so you have to go up an escalator to leave so I was like leaving the movie going up an escalator and then there was a carnival in the parking lot right behind my car. (laughs) (laughs) And like in a movie that is all about like synchronicity and coincidence. I was like, Mm -hmm. I I don't like where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) And some of it's filmed on the boardwalk. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it. A lot of it is like as someone who went to Santa Cruz. Yeah, that's where I went to college. Yeah, you're going to be so excited by this movie Uh because it's uh all in Santa Cruz. Yeah, there's a little bit in the woods around Santa Cruz, but the rest of it is just like the boardwalk, the beach. Wow, like the boardwalk looms over it in a way that is very oh great, oh good. Uh, uh, Ariel, what did you think? Sorry. No, I mean I loved it. I don't know that I can add a ton more um, to what you've been saying, but I just um. Yeah, it was really different than Get Out, but I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Like with Get Out, I felt like at the end of the movie, I had a clear understanding of what uh, Jordan Peele was trying to say. And I felt like sort of the hidden uh, symbols and stuff I got too. maybe not every single one of them, but I got a lot of them just from one viewing. With this one, I feel like it's even more layered and kind of ambiguous in places so I I really want to see it again but it's 
even though it's saying a lot, like, it's also wildly entertaining. It's beautiful to look at. Like you said, the score is great. Um, Everybody's great in it. You were talking about Elizabeth Moss and that scene where she's putting on lip gloss in the mirror. Like, I went to bed with that image in my head. (laughs) It was was great. And I feel like as we were walking out, everybody was talking about, like, the things that they saw and, and what it could possibly mean. And I think that's all great that everybody was like discussing it so thoroughly that quickly after the movie, but I definitely want to see it again because mm. I feel like each time you see it, you're going to figure out more and more. And I had so many questions at the end of it, you know, I'm yeah, really excited to see it again. Yeah. 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 I, I want to watch it again um, to, and switch off and just enjoy the movie, but also a third time and, and pick up every, yes, every exactly. You know, because um, yes, yeah. like when the kids in the cupboard and the, you can see loads of board games, I'm thinking, Oh, I bet there's like, little hidden notes in the board games like you know mm-hmm. just like tiny little things hidden there must be every something in every frame that just tells i mean you there something. definitely is in the first shot where you're like see what's on the ca- like on the other shelves right okay. the movies yeah yeah, yeah. i was like yeah like, oh, those, i'm like oh those that's yeah. funny and then like as the movie goes on i'm like oh mm-hmm. that was oh, the right. clue mm-hmm. <laughs> if i had one tiny complaint about the movie it would be the text at the start that tells you about the tunnels yeah, I don't think we needed that. No, I mean, it's like, oh, so there's something in the top. Yeah, like it could have been um, dropped in later. Like, you know, because the girl says something about, oh, you know, they put chemicals in the water, right? Like maybe if she dropped in that later or if the dad mm. dropped it in and they go, oh, Ooh, dad, that so boring, we don't care. Yeah. yeah, something like that, I think would have been uh, a better explanation of it. But Awesome. Okay, well, I think at some point we'll definitely need to revisit this when everybody has seen it. So should we move on? Yeah. All right, cool. All right, so let's start talking about The Purge. The reason I picked these movies, um, I chose to cover them for a couple of reasons. One, I just really like this franchise, and I wanted to talk about them with you selfishly. I own that. (laughs) I am. I can live with that. Um, But, uh, like, especially when I had seen Hurt, like, you guys hadn't seen my favorite one, which is the second one. So I wanted to, like inflict that it was a little bit of a forcing as well mm-hmm. basically i had no altruistic reasons for anything <laughs> in it. <laughs> but yeah i also just like wanted to talk about them because i feel like they're sort of a perfect example of something that is both pulpy and b movie but actually has a lot of really insightful things to say about yeah. like current political climate and the way that class and white supremacy work in our culture. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, and I also feel like it's interesting to kind of look at them now because I feel like the way that we engage with these movies is very different than the way we did when the first movie came out. And it all felt like a very satire, very like, like, like RoboCop. Like we didn't ever really mm-hmm. think Detroit was going to turn into RoboCop. Like, I feel like we definitely felt that way about the Purge series. And I don't, I'm not, I don't mean to speak for everyone here, but I do feel like, for me, it's become less of a RoboCop and more of a Nostradamus situation. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I now was the time to talk about the Purge. Yeah, so that's why I picked it. Let's begin with the Purge, the original film that started it all that I had, despite loving this franchise, never seen. <laughs> so, it was, so it was a bit of a forcing for me as well. Ariel, you got the synopsis for this one. Tell us about the Purge. So, The Purge was made in 2013, directed by James DeMonica. What's that? a different time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It stars Ethan Hawke and uh, Lena Headey. And, okay, so in 2022, the U.S. government is run by the New Founding Fathers of America, 
who have instituted a year yearly purge night where all crimes are legal for 12 hours. This year, James and Mary Sandin and their two kids decide to wait out the purge at home, protected by a state-of-the-art secure home security system. But their night takes a turn for the worse when their son opens their home to an injured homeless man who's being chased by a sadistic group of masked killers. The killers demand they send the man out or they will break in and murder everyone. Now the family has to decide between sacrificing a stranger in the hopes of saving their own lives or standing their ground and keeping their humanity. <laughs> so had you seen this before ariel so before we did this i had not seen a single purge movie oh yeah wow. <laughs> a purgeon <Yeah. laughs> oh my god <laughs> so what did you think of this first one okay so i feel like this might be a pet cemetery situation all over again oh <laughs> here we go here we go <laughs> but I really disliked this one. Uh huh. Oh, okay. So Ooh. I'm glad that I didn't end up watching them in order because if I had started with this one, I think I would have groaned and been like, oh my God, I can't believe Rachel's making me watch more of these fucking movies. <laughs> this is so awful. Um, but I didn't feel that way about the other ones that we're going to talk about. I really hated this one. I felt Ooh. like it was a slog to get through. I felt like all of the, like, none of the characters were likable. I didn't feel like Fair. you knew anything about them. They were just like really boring milk toast. The son that they tried to make sort of quirky and interesting, I felt like that fell really flat. And that mm -hmm. normally when families, like a family member dies in a movie, that gets to me. And I could have cared less that Ethan Hawke died. Like it oh, didn't yes. matter to me. I was delighted. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I think the best parts of this movie were um, the leader of the sadistic gang, the the blonde-haired guy. I can't remember what that uh -huh, actor's like name is. Like the preppy killer. Yes. Uh -huh. um, his... Call him Nazi Kavanaugh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> his, uh, his, like, big Joker smile and the fisheye lens of the um, peephole, I thought, and his, like, speech and everything, I thought was actually pretty great, and he was really mm -hmm. entertaining to watch. But you didn't get enough of him. He's in, like, a couple little scenes, and that's it. Um, I think even the action was kind of boring other than maybe the scene where they're fighting on top of like a pool table and pinball machine and stuff. Um, so yeah, I really, really didn't like this one. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Like it's okay to not your opinion is totally valid. I'm going to put my hand I'm up. I'm going to go ahead and let Matilda go next. She literally <laughs> has her hand up. <laughs> so uh, Ariel, I agree with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I did not. I saw this first one. I think my memory of how this happened is I saw this first one and I was like, this Fran this concept has so much potential and what yes. we got is like a home invasion movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um and I wanna go out I wanna like go into that whatever Ivy League fucking Manson family and see what's going on out there. Um and how this is happening structurally. And I felt like we didn't get that. We got the story of like one suburban family, which was not satisfying to me. Yeah. And Rachel had not seen it. And so you said, oh, I saw the anarchy one and then the, this one. And I was like, so then I went back and loved them. But the first one was pretty unsatisfying to me. Yeah. And I also because thought it, it, was just... it didn't tell the part of the story I wanted. Yes. There. I thought there. that was definitely true. I, I yeah. definitely, like you said, wanted to be out with those other people and see what was going on. I also thought mm -hmm. that it was almost painfully predictable like you knew that the yeah. neighbors were going to come in you knew that the homeless guy was going to help them like it there wasn't anything surprising about any of it and right you knew the son was going to have yes. some moral clarity exactly. yeah 
Um, I was wondering if he was going to turn out to be a little sadist, a little baby sadist. That might have even been more interesting, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Matilda was saying, the, the conceit of it is really interesting, which is why it's it's interesting to see it explored in the other movies. But you even don't get very much of that. Like, I wanted more of the newscasts and people discussing, like, what was going on and their opinions of it and debating it. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, Sarah. <laughs> Jody, what did you think of, um, what did you think? Um, I don't mind this one. Uh, this is, I, I think it is the worst one of the franchise, but um, I like it more having seen the rest of them and gone back to this one. Um, but it is the weakest of the four. Um, and I think you're right, um, Matilda. I agree with you that it doesn't, um, it's not the, it's not the movie that we want. Like it's, it's, it's a great idea, but then yeah, it's just a home invasion when it could just be any home invasion movie and the kind of like political stuff. Uh, it, it's, it's only touched upon and it's not really uh, you don't see it as much as you do in the other movies so I think um, the rest of them are much better um, I think the the, the polite um, invaders are quite annoying though um, but I guess that's mm-hmm. the point like the preppy kind of, and I, I don't like the grinning masks and the kind of giggling like little girls and yeah um, it's and I don't I don't find it as threatening as I think it's meant to come across oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, it, was, it was just a, a comment on uh, Lena Headey that it's weird because I'm re-watching Game of Thrones at the moment so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, at the, so to have her with an American accent and black hair and at the end to be like okay nobody is killing anybody anymore and I'm like, right. like the reverse the yeah. I know <laughs> yeah <laughs> And for her to be kind of like cowed by danger and stuff, yeah, it's a strange yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have expected to just be like drinking wine in the corner while like people, <laughs> her kids are murdering each other, like you know. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like this first movie c- concentrates more on like the internal moral struggle of the characters, which is less interesting to me. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, they could have done much more with the because um, the, the whole thing is that he he sold security systems to everybody, but actually they're just fancy looking and they don't really work that well. Yeah, they could, they could have tapped into that a lot more. Because yes. when they start coming into their house and they're like, "Well, it's okay because we've got the best system," and he's like, "Eh, it's just a deterrent, really. Like, it looks good, but you know, it's not impenetrable." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that actually would have been a much better movie if it was like, you know, he's part of the the conspiracy of the founding fathers selling selling security, and I mm. use that in air quotes to the rich, right? And basically, right. they're and then... using it to just to knock off their enemies on purge night. Yeah, yeah. That would have been mm-hmm. a much better movie. Instead, we got the purge. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I liked this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I here's the thing though is I actually I agree with Jody and that I don't know if I would like it that much if I had seen it first. But yeah. I, as a part of a larger narrative, yeah, I actually enjoy this side of it i like this more than i expected i found it i didn't think it was a slog i found it was i don't watch a ton of home invasion movies so it is not a well-worn like i don't have a ton to compare it to mm-hmm. so that that mm-hmm. is in full disclosure if someone who is very deep into that subgenre, probably they've seen this a million times and that criticism is totally valid for me i enjoyed i was i was fairly into it um but i I, and like I said, I like getting insight into another part of this world. Mm. Um, one of the major plot points is basically that he's like making, their family is like making all this money off the purge, right? And, you know, I I liked that we got an, a view into how the economy around the purge works yeah. mm-hmm. in a way that it's not, like, we focus a lot on, like, like um, human rights and social justice in the later movies, but, like, something that gets lost in it is what, like, 
in the process is like how people turn human tragedy into a fortune and amass additional power through the use of like mm-hmm. tragedy. And mm-hmm. it made me think a lot about like the families and companies that are like raking in the cash right now, like um, detaining children, like and refugees, yeah. like yep. They oh, to you me mean, are uh, that. You mean uh, Jeff Session and uh, Betsy DeVos's uh, family? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like this because is Jeff, this Jeff is Sessions. The, this is the like Betsy DeVos part of it. So yeah. like when I said, yeah, well Jeff Jeff Sessions, his I believe it's his sister, is mm-hmm. is the chairman of the board of one of the biggest private prison uh, companies in, in the world. That surprises so that's, me. That's fucking person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he's. That's one of the reasons he's so hardcore. He was so hardcore anti marijuana is because you know yep. when they have tough laws where you know you got a joint and you got a felony, it's stacking. You would drain the prisons. It, it's nothing but profit. Yeah. Yes. So, like, from that perspective, since I see these movies as being, like, super political, but, like, hidden in genre films, I did appreciate that about it. And, like, I totally get, like, being, like, I really don't need to see the, like, emotional struggle of an upper middle class white family. Like, that is pretty lame. And if that's what this continued to be, I would probably feel very differently about the series. But as a one-off, I'm willing to kind of give it some leeway because, like, I think this, there's plenty of seeds of what the franchise would become eventually in it and it already starts like punching up relentlessly from the beginning yeah a way that i really Mm -hmm. appreciated and i can also understand that like the order in which you watch these that this being the dessert when you're already quite satisfied yes is a different thing than this being served to you as a main course and then you're like "Eh." so like i agree with how you and ariel feel about it but my experience was different because yeah. I did watch it. That makes that order. makes total mm-hmm. sense. Um, and I do kind of like the way that this movie kind of gets at the idea of like people thinking that like they are secure and safe by proximity and participating in white supremacy, and how like ultimately though the like by participating in it they become vulnerable to it by perpetuating white supremacy like they become vulnerable to it uh, and how they can like close up them. in their house and neutralize violence yeah and like as, but, as but, just but a good thing ultimately like yeah. it will you know what i mean i like that about it um and like i, I do like that basically particularly the father figure like, even though he tries to, like, consider himself to be one of the good people by, like, distancing himself from the purge and being like, well, you know, I don't participate. Right. I don't have this darkness within me. Like, I don't think it's right, but it does, you know, like, serve a purpose. But, like, they're able to push, the, put like, separation between themselves and this, like, atrocity. And in that space, they're able to call themselves good guys. But, like, what we ultimately see is, like, he becomes a villain. Right, but, like, his willingness to trade... Yes, it actually he is a the guy he that is a monster as well. Yeah, he might as well be out there with like Arian Kavanaugh. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, or like totally. So I do like that about it. I actually think that Arian Kavanaugh is the best of the mm-hmm. the sort of like t- the over the top sort of super villains of the movies. Uh huh. I, I would say him and also like the Nazi guy in the third movie are my two. I feel like they nailed the like over the top performance in a way that I. It didn't quite land for me with Skeletor or the girls mm. in the party in the USA car. Right. The Pensy one in the third one. The what? The Mike Pensy one in the third one. That's yeah, in the church. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, yeah. he, but I'm talking about specifically the like, we're scary and menacing outside your house character. Yeah. Like that. I feel like he's 
the best of them to me. Like his performance is the best because he's who I'm actually scared about of in real life. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I really thought this movie was great. It was political in a different kind of way. Um, I think it's fair if people don't like it, but I did. The one scene that I found very effective that freaked me out was when Lena Headey's character is being held down in the hallway and they tickle her. Oh, that made me oh, extremely yes. uncomfortable. I'm not sure who it might you know, be. It actually kind was. of reminded me. I, I was laughing through that only because it reminded me of of a uh, Family Guy where Peter's tickling Lois and she's like, "Stop!" and she pushes him. She's like, and he still she's like, "Stop!" and she smacks him in the face with a frying pan. She's like, <laughs> "I said stop!" <laughs> I mean, that is the yeah. appropriate yes. response yes. to being tickled. <laughs> violence <laughs> i do know what my favorite kill is in this okay movie, what though. Is it? it's the um the kind of it's one of uh arian kavanaugh's little flunkies ethan hawk is on the floor and she like jumps off the pool she goes like full banshee and jumps off the pool table uh-huh. screaming like she's and he shoots her from up under uh, right. that's a good that's one good that one. is a good one <laughs> All right, cool. Next up, The Purge Anarchy from 2014. All right, Matilda, would you mind taking the synopsis for this bad boy? Sure. Uh, So The Purge Anarchy, it's uh, directed by James DeMonico um, and starting, is it Frank Grillo? Yes, it is. It's not Grillo, it's Grillo. I think it's Grillo. Maybe it's Grillo. Oh, I've always said Grillo, but now I'm feeling like real white. Like Brillo. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. I've heard it pronounced (laughs) Grillo. Okay. okay. All right. Um, and Carmen Ajogo. Um, Are you sure so... it's not Yo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this this movie takes place in the year 2023 under the regime of the new founding fathers of America, and the U.S. continues with its annual purge, a 12-hour period wherein all crimes, including murder, are legal without the authorities intervening. Everywhere, people either prepare to barricade themselves indoors or commit acts of violence. In this sequel, we see that The Purge also necessarily targets the least protected members of society, vulnerable to the shadow impulses of the owning class, who pay to hunt them for sport. Before the sixth annual Purge begins, an anti-Purge resistance group hijack government feeds to denounce the new founding fathers and their actions. So I really loved this, and um, for the same reason that I love The Handmaid's Tale, like, I loved horror when it's allowed to bloom into a social context. Uh-huh. Um, and this, I think, did a really good job of kind of showing, okay, so who's protected under these circumstances, who's not mm-hmm. protected under these circumstances, which I wondered about in the first one, but that didn't really go anywhere. Right. Right, and in two and three, you really get to see that bloom, and I really liked that part. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. How about you, Sarah? What did you think of Purge Anarchy? Uh, I thought it was a, a good movie. Um, the 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 couple that was separating were kind of annoying. I was actually kind of mm-hmm. glad when when one of them when one of them bit it. It was like, oh, thank gosh, you know, because they were just they were just they they were just kind of useless. And it was mm-hmm. like, why are why are they there? Mm. So that she could. I want to purge later. <laughs> I liked her arc a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, both agree her... with you, but also like the payoff. I thought they were setting her up to get killed as the irritating girl mm, in the movie, yeah. but then they didn't do it. Yeah. Dude, this sister know... was obnoxious. I would have shot her too. 
(laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because now she's on that show one day at a time and she's like this lovable mom. Is she? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we were watching it last night. Randy was like, wait, wait. Is that one day at a time? I was like, yeah. He's like, this is a weird pilot. (laughs) I'm surprised this got picked up. Um, Jody, what did you think of Purge Anarchy? Yeah, I really liked it because um, I remember not really enjoying the first one that much, and then um, I, didn't, I never really bothered with the sequels. And then people just anecdotally was this said the that... first watch for you? Yeah, yeah, both of them were oh. first watch. Yeah, because oh, I, I just never got around to them. Because, but then having reflected on the first one, I think I like it more in retrospect now than I did at the time when I watched it. Um, mm. But people had said that they thought the second and third one were much better, um, which I agree with as well. But it makes you. I was trying to decide whether or not I thought this was horror. And mm, yeah. um, I think um, I'm glad you mentioned Handmaid's Tale, Matilda, because that, it, it made me think of that, too, in that it's maybe what you're seeing isn't I mean, it's pretty violent, but it's not necessarily it doesn't have the same horror tropes as a Friday the 13th movie necessarily, but just the real life yeah. horror. And when it, it really makes you start to think, because I remember thinking about the premise of the first movie. Well, that's ridiculous. Why would criminals like if you're a criminal, why would you wait until purge day? You just commit crimes all the time. Why would you adhere to that rule? But that's not what it was about at all. It's it's all about kind of chipping off the bottom layers of society, right? Um, right. So then it makes you think, uh, it, it, it made me think two things. Would I purge? And you think, well, of course not, because I'm a reasonable human being. And e- even if something's legal, that doesn't mean it's good. And it doesn't mean that you would feel good about it. But then I kept thinking, oh, what if you had that neighbor who always like let their dog crap in your garden or they always like they they always ran their kid along their their car car yeah and and they were just always playing their music really loud and maybe one day you just go fuck it next purge day i'm gonna take them out and 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 how it would just make you oh just this one time maybe i'll just commit this small level crime and maybe and maybe we would um but the other thing it made me think is would i get purged in in this universe where um you know i'm not you know i, I i'm a homeowner and I, I earn pretty good money but like maybe in 20 years time i'd be one of the bottom people on the bottom rung of the ladder and maybe someone would go you know what you you you, you don't earn as much as we do you're not contributing as much as we are you're a waste of space jody you're, you're getting purged this year and did, did any of that cross your you guys minds oh for yeah. sure yeah, yeah. yeah. uh-huh but I was like, who would I purge? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're a better person than I. But you I weren't an if. Firmly you already like established on this. <laughs> I'm garbage. <laughs> I, I was just at like, how quickly am I going to die? Right. I'm such oh. a wimp. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, it, I'm, it makes all, you think I'm already you... on somebody's list. I'm, 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 I'm Latino. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a queer Latina. I'm, I'm already on somebody's list. <laughs> oh, damn. Right. Because it makes me, it just made me really like look at my own home and look around and go, okay, like is this secure enough? Because I'd like to think probably in in real real terms, I'd be just barricading myself in my home, you know, just like yeah. I'm just going to wait it out all night. I'm not going to go outside. But then like, shit, what if someone breaks in? Then what? You know, so it, it that it, it kind of it got to me on that level. But I also mm-hmm. had this weird headcanon of um, maybe the parents of Springwood on Purge Night. That's when they take out Freddy Krueger. Ooh, that oh, be cool? that's cool. Yes. That would be cool, right? Like how many right. of our favorite movies actually took like take place on Purge Night? Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> there's, there's some fun like oh. there's some fun crossovers there to be sure. Uh-huh. Um so specifically on Purge Anarchy, yeah, I really liked it and um 
it was pretty realistic. I thought the way that um, people were kind of talking to each other in the hours leading up to Purge. <coughs> you know, yeah. like like yeah. when you're leaving work and you say, have a nice weekend, they all go, stay safe, stay safe, stay safe. Um, and then that one guy makes the joke about, maybe I'll come kidnap you. <laughs> and you're like, you fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that, mm. but that felt really authentic, that moment. Like somebody, yeah. Yeah. some, some sure. dude thinks yeah. that's a funny joke. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was watching a couple of like uh, videos on YouTube about the, the movies and one of them was like, you know, why, why do they say, you know, that why is everybody out murdering each other? Why aren't people like committing, you know, bank fraud and, you know, other, other like forms of forms financial of theft, crime? You know? uh-huh. Yeah. He's like, you know, if all crime's legal, this is wouldn't, wouldn't you sit at home hacking a hacking a bank? I'm sure some people would. Right. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's much more difficult to do, and maybe they can just amp up the security much more, like um, the the cyber version of bolting your door and everything a bit more tightly. Oh, I'm sure they would. Maybe. Uh, And then another one, another video I saw. I think it's College Humor that does it. It's uh, the day after Purge, Mm -hmm. returning to work the day after Purge. Right. (laughs) It's it's pretty hilarious. You you have to check that one out. Okay, I'm going to. That's really funny. Mm -hmm. Because I thought about that with Diego, especially like what is tomorrow going to look like in the, you know, when you're getting mail downstairs? Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, sorry about that whole, like, an, a bonus treat thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when that guy showed up, we were, I was just like, oh my god, he's the red pill guy. He's, we, ha- we have our, our, like, incel or, like, yeah. Right. correlation here. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. like, his his level of entitlement to her body felt very... That's what I'm saying is like I feel like these movies are intentionally political and then unintentionally prophetic. Like mm-hmm. when this came out, we didn't really know that much about incel and like it was not so zeitgeisty, the red pill stuff. Like it existed, but it wasn't like we weren't hearing about it. Right. Much. It wasn't all and over. So, yeah. And so it gets at these like sort of truths that like are bearing themselves out in this political climate, which is what I think why. I think this co- this this movie is so interesting to talk about right yeah, now. Yeah, it's why it feels like Margaret Atwood. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ariel? What did you think of Purge Anarchy? Um, I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I'd never seen before this any of the Purge movies, and I didn't have a ton of interest in seeing them. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. glad that you picked them because I probably never would have otherwise. And I actually enjoyed right. them a lot more than I thought I would. Um, th- although it made me think. Um. Like, if, if there was a day a year where people could murder you, like, how much of the rest of the year would you just be paranoid all the time about, you know, unintentionally or accidentally pissing somebody off and then they wait for that day to mm. to get you, you know? Like, would you constantly be worrying about your relationships with other people? And, like, how many people in my own life could I trust that would not try to kill me you know like maybe right. some immediate family members and a couple of friends and that's it that you would trust implicitly you know mm-hmm. that's interesting maybe i'm just paranoid though i don't know yeah and i i actually you know i never read that much about these movies other than just like the premise so i in my head thought that they were going to be a lot more like kind of a torture porn type thing where mm. we were just gonna be like watching people mm. be harmed all the time um so i was pleasantly surprised when it was when it was almost more like a little bit of horror and like some 90s action movie stuff, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I found like really enjoyable and super satisfying when, you know, the bad guys are killed and everything. And I, I really liked all the characters too. And I thought that the relationship between the, um, uh, the army guy that like helps everybody. Sergeant. What's that? Mm-hmm. 
sergeant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the daughter was really cool too. That their like back and forth felt real and was entertaining too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked so. it. Mm-hmm. And it did make me think about like, would I, would I do something like this? You know, like, could I, would I be out there on the streets? I don't think so. I don't, I think I'm probably more like Matilda who would be hiding. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'd necessarily be out there like killing people, but I'd definitely be like vandalizing the hell out of shit. Really? Yeah. Smashing cars. It's like Black Friday. (laughs) But then shit, like, what does the next day look like when the whole city is decimated and like things are on fire and buildings are smashed? I mean, I know they talk in the second one. I'm sure we'll get to it about the like insurance stuff, but it just seems like, I mean, wouldn't it cost just so much money to repair Well, everything? I think, but I think what we learn, especially when we get into the second one, is the problem isn't that, like, there's so much havoc in the streets, because there's only a small, so, there's actually a very small selection of population that doesn't bunker down. Yeah. Right. To the point where they're still where setting they're, shit on they're, fire and, like. Right, but to the point where they're, like, trying to, like, spur more and augment it. Yeah. They don't actually know how much destruction happens, and I think it's probably really centralized, you know, downtown. Right, right. Well, yeah, because she mentions, right, doesn't they... she, like, we're stuck downtown, this is where it happens, this is where everybody comes to purge yeah. when, they're, when yeah. the car breaks down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for the most part, people in the suburbs got their shutters closed and are just waiting out the night. But clearly, like, and we get it in the next one, uh-huh. in election, but the like the tourism that takes place yeah yes. that was Girl, fascinating yes. i also liked in anarchy and the second one how they showed um like the way that rich people purge the different way that that happens is interesting yes. yeah yeah i mean it was sad right. like the dad or guy grandpa whatever um you know basically sells his life to like a rich family or something. Mm. and i think that would totally happen too honestly oh yeah yes. oh yeah so I obviously absolutely love this movie. This kind of like gets at something I love, which is the like 80s action movie. You know, like yeah. it's a guilty pleasure. The first Purge is a home invasion film. And I think that each of these movies are kind of different genres. And this one is like a perfectly recreated 80s action movie. Like down to the like really pared down soundtrack where it feels it's like very percussive but like it it has the the vibe of an 80s soundtrack without feeling like a total like recreation of a john carpenter soundtrack yeah like it, but it has that same it's in the same sort of family without actually being a direct sort of lifting of, a, of the sounds um and i especially in those early parts of the movie where like they're leading up to the purge and you just have that like low-grade heartbeat sort of uh soundtrack and it really ramps up the tension how uh-huh, um, people are starting to put the masks on and they're selling yes. the masks in the street and uh-huh. exactly and like you feel like you can feel what the characters are feeling in terms of like the countdown has begun the purge is coming shit is about to fucking go down and like that increasing tension which i think is so like it's so i love that unfortunately the next movie when we talk about it it lacks that feeling of like the oppressive on onset of the purge that happens in this um but like watching it this is like my fourth time watching this movie and i am immediately sucked back into it i just Mm -hmm. absolutely love it yeah um i think in the that first like that early scene where it's the guy and his wife in the parking lot you know finishing shopping and trying to get home it really does amp up that tension because they're like 
you know, trying to get into the car and looking around and realizing that there are people already preparing and ready for the purge and they've got to get home as quickly as possible. I do not think I would be out at all the day before either. If I could. Right. Oh, right. Like, Wouldn't you hit Costco like starts... the weekend before and yeah, and get yeah. yourself squared away? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I, that, it's not, it's, my lockdown starts at like noon. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, so yeah, like the 80s aesthetic of it is very exciting down to like the lead character who's like very silent Terminator style. Like when he's just like cruising around in his like you know his car that's all armored and shit and we just have that one shot of him like cruising through the street it, it evokes that kind of like lone wolf 80s action star well in mm. that like the 80s idea of the future that car in particular yes that's that's <laughs> what it is it's yeah. that you're right it's that 80s near future yeah this definitely channels that mm-hmm. you, that is what i i'm quite able to put my finger on it but you nailed it that's exactly what this is why i do this with you girl um <laughs> So, so yeah, but, like, the thing is with this, as much as I love those 80s things, they don't age super well. Like, they're my problematic faves, and I have no shame in loving them, but I also, like, there is a little part of you that kind of goes, like, ooh, and I don't have to do that with mm-hmm. this movie, because, like, it's kicking in the right direction. Like, the, I would say this is definitely more in the, like, RoboCop vein than the Death Wish, you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> like the evil are the rich and the powerful and right. you know like that's that's where we want it to go um i also love the world building in this movie it's so cool like you know like i like that instead of this like upper crusty rich family you know upper middle class family in the first one we're like actually seeing what the purge looks like for like poor and working class people yeah. which are hmm. the people who like who actually are more likely to experience the right purge. who like can't get home at noon Yes, yeah, because right? they're working exactly. work their shift, and yeah, and they live, yeah. you know, right in the urban center. Right, probably mm-hmm. can't afford the yeah. same protections for their home or apartment. And like, I like that the, he kind of like because the, the writer director Demonica or whatever he he wrote and directed, but like he doesn't pull the punch of being like, okay, so this is how the working class experience, but like directly indicts the rich by introducing this whole martyr system where we see them like actually like commodifying you know the poor and 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 unhealthy bodies Mm -hmm. to create like a safe situation for them to like i mean like they're basically buying black people's bodies for their use yeah and so i thought i thought that was great um not not that it was doing it but (laughs) right no i think we got that (laughs) let's be clear i think and in three we'll talk about this but in three we get the kind of i think there's less in two but in three you get the kind of like religious fervor well i was gonna say the Mm -hmm. blending of religion yeah and politics in these movies like this is weirdly the subtle of the two of them like where it's very Mm. explicit in the third one yeah but like we start to see how like before they purge they pray and how like religion is used to to like justify oppression and racism well and that they feel cleansed by enacting their racism yes right like that they get rid of that but also blended it with like white christianity in a very particular way and they Mm. really go there in the third one yeah but um and it, when I first saw this, it you know, it felt a little cartoonish, like when they're praying and then killing. But, like, it's one of those things that as every day goes on feels a little less cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very troubling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the last two things I'll say, because I know I've been running on, but I had a lot of feelings about this movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that Frank Gillo is a star. Grillo is a star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I want him to have the movie career that is that is appropriate for his level of action awesomeness. <laughs> 
I feel like The Rock is a greedy son of a bitch and needs to share some fucking rules. <laughs> because I really wish he was in Skyscraper. <laughs> like, I, I love Frank Grillo and I feel like he kind of, like, I'm seeing him show up in these, like, lower tier movies and it feels wasted. Or, like, the way he totally got fucking screwed over by the MCU. Like, he was a villain in, in one movie and, like, he shows up for, like, a second in the next one and then gets killed right away. Like, what the fuck? Oh, I need more Frank Grillo. Yeah, he does such so. a good job in this as being that, like, the quiet early action hero you know who's just like yeah. mm-hmm. he can kick ass and take care of he's people the and, but he's like very you know quiet and manly he does that very well yeah but he's not like toxic no no of course not because i mean and you they do a good job of showing that just in the way that he relates to the daughter and the mom especially yeah mm-hmm. i also I mean, um i really was glad that they showed when they are trying to get away and um, they go through the tunnel and show the homeless people there in an yes. encampment in the tunnel. Oh, that was really yes. smart that they didn't just gloss over that because that's the fact. They would be completely stuck with nowhere to go or protect themselves. Totally vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like subway tunnel. Yeah, yeah, that they would mm. be completely screwed. Um, mm-hmm. And how sad that is. I thought they did a good job without just, without like mm-hmm. milking it and making it weird or cartoonish. It's interesting that they weren't like the scary, crazy people yep. on the streets you had to watch out for. They because they wouldn't be. It would be exactly right. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the crazy people are like the rich teenagers mm-hmm. who come down town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then my last thought was that I feel like this is movie is kind of an anti death penalty movie, um, because like we see how the poor and are and like people of color disproportionately affected by the violence in the system, uh-huh. and then like you know that the message ultimately at the end is that violence is not justified, even for revenge like yeah. we all kind of can like he, he like all these characters kind of represent a different like kind of archetype and situation and like he's your character in these movies that you normally would be like yeah of course revenge is bad but like i identify with what he's going through and like you know of course he wants to kill the person that killed his child or got away with it he got away with it this rich son of a bitch got away with it but in the end the message is kind of like no the victim should not be allowed to like sentence the person yeah and then they humanize the guy who did it too i mean showing him and his wife scared and then him coming out and actually doing something to help them Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Right. so yeah those are my thoughts talk amongst yourselves i'm sorry i know (laughs) but like i just i've been thinking about this movie for literally years (laughs) this is the first chance i've had to like really talk about (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know what do you guys any any thoughts on one of the things that i said that like resonate for you the thing you're talking about about it being an anti-death penalty movie is really interesting Uh because it's because of the way the system is very similar right like who who it impacts yeah yeah and i think Mm. that's a conversation people are more open to having right now too yeah Mm -hmm. and that it that it carries away the sins of the culture Mm -hmm. right that like executing people like carries we have some cultural imagination and it carries away the sense of the culture mm-hmm. that's interesting i also feel like this isn't a movie that's like thinks it's so smart like it's indicting you for enjoying no, no. it you know like sometimes violent movies will be like well what about you turn the camera on you <laughs> who are you like it i don't feel like like you know like a funny game situation like i, I think it's kind of like yeah, I don't know. I I, don't, I really love this movie. Like, is it a perfect movie? No, you probably pick apart some things in it, whatever. Yeah, of course. But uh, but I, I also think it also falls into this category, and we've talked about this, of movies that have, like, 
a political statement, but are packaged in a hyper palatable fashion so that like I can watch it and a like hyper conservative person could watch it and still enjoy the movie, but still be like receiving the sub, the the messages. Yeah. And it brings, because it's so stylized, they're not like, Oh, that person is me. Although you and I watch it, we're like, that person is Jeff Sessions. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm really going to shut up now. You guys talk about <laughs> what else, anything else about the movie you guys want to say? Um, I hadn't really picked up on the religious stuff that much in the second one until he mentioned it. But um, but yeah, now that you mentioned it, the, the lady who's on the roof um, and she's talking about being the left hand of God and uh, the, pur- mm. the purge oh, is kind of like right. another. Yeah. And it's like another mm-hmm. flood kind of thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty interesting. But yeah, they expand on that much more in the third one. Oh yeah, they they are like fuck subtlety in the third one. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> yeah. I appreciate. I'm like, oh okay, all right, we're just gonna keep it real now. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna say I don't know why, but for some reason, this movie and especially the next one reminded me a lot of Hobo with a Shotgun, like the the world setup. Mm. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen that, but I think I think I see what you're saying. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's a good movie too. I yeah, seen that one. So for some reason, like I watched the both the Machete movies, and I was just kind of like, I don't think I like these oh. House movies. <laughs> that's but that's me. That's, that's an aesthetic. No, that's that's fair. Like the, the, mm. um, but maybe it. Hobo was the best one, and I missed it. I don't know. I I feel like it's a pretty mean movie. Like I I don't think I really liked it. Mm. It's really violent. Mm. It's yeah, cool, it but... is. Very yeah. Um, I feel like this movie slows down a bit when when the characters slow down and it drags a little bit. Like when they get to the apartment for the first time. And then when they mm. get kidnapped by the the group and, and they're kind of being auctioned off, um, but it would have run out of steam if it just kept going with like the chase sequences and the traveling sequences. But I feel like maybe they could have tightened up those bits a little bit because it was almost two hours long. I don't think it needed to be quite that long. But yeah, I think it could have been a little shorter. But I actually enjoyed the scene in the apartment because it it was just what I was talking about earlier, where you know this the sister is like holding on to something that she was angry mm. about, and then uses this night to like exact her revenge. Um, yeah, yeah. Even against mm-hmm. her own sister and, and mm-hmm. husband. Um, so I thought that was I thought that was interesting, and just them being um, in the apartment and how uncomfortable the sergeant is, and kind of like trying to read the situation and gauge how things are going the whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The way he sees mm-hmm. her, kind of like drinking the wine yeah. and taking the pills, like yeah. um, sort of hidden away at the back, and he's like, "Well, can mm-hmm. you re- can you really trust these people?" Yeah, I exactly. Like, I, th- I thought that kind of heightened the tension too. Mm-hmm. Well, I also thought it was a good misdirect because it ended yeah. up that it was the other sister that was over there plotting something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going yeah. On. So you're like, oh shit, what is this chick up to? Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jk. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm totally like a purge anarchy stan. So like, <laughs> I agree with all the criticism, and yet I'm like, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I thought it was super entertaining, way more than I and than I expected. I really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I was I was kind of dreading it a little bit, honestly, having to watch two really? of them. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh no! Because I, I really so just sorry. thought it was going to be like straight, just like torture, you know, the whole time. You no, know, me, I'm a pussy. I can't handle straight torture. I don't know. You're right. <laughs> I, I probably should have. That probably should have occurred to me, but it it didn't. <laughs> Awesome. All right, shall we move on to election year? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so purge election year. Um, having been the uh, the lone survivor of a purge attack 18 years before, Senator Charlie Rowan is running for president on an anti-purge platform. 
After events from the previous film have come to light, the anti-purge movement has gained momentum and much to the chagrins of the new founding fathers. Lead founding father Caleb Warren and NFFA presidential candidate Minister Edwidge Owens view Warren as a threat and decide to revoke immunity for government officials during the purge. Sergeant Leo Barnes is now Rowan's head of security, and Rowan decides to stay in her own home and wait out the purge against Leo's wishes. They are set up by members of her staff and attacked by a neo-Nazi group named Earl Danzinger. Now on the run from Danzinger and trying to seek shelter, the pair are rescued by deli owner Joe and his assistant Marco. When the deli is attacked, they manage to escape with the help of an EMT named Laney. Uh, Leo and the group have one goal, to keep Senator Rowan alive long enough for her to win the election while being chased by Danzinger and a whole city full of purgers. Awesome. So what do you think of this one, Sarah? Uh, you know what? I think I like this one a little bit better than, than uh, oh. Anarchy. Mm-hmm. And like awesome. I said, for, for me, honestly, it was it, what bothered me the most about Anarchy was the, the couple that was getting separated. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really just found those two characters to be just useless. You could have cut them out; nobody would have missed them. But That's fair. this one, this one, I had a <laughs> I had a lot of fun with. Um, it was funny reading reviews for this one. It was like, oh, this is liberal propaganda. <laughs> well, yeah, mm-hmm. but you, did you notice what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, when you had recommended this, I mean, I know one of the thing, one of the reasons you were interested in watching this was this was made during the 2016 oh, election yeah. when mm-hmm. everyone thought that the oh, election yeah. was going to go a different way. Right. Yeah. Like it was absurd that this buffoonishly racist, divisive religious piece of shit could ever be elected <laughs> so they can be this over-the-top villain so tell and us how you no really feel Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, i've said it before if it wasn't for the fact that ivana trump and robin robin leach were besties donald trump would just be another new york new jersey slumlord that nobody else knew about outside of the east coast mm. curse you robin leach curse you <sighs> okay so Jody, as someone who has some distance in the beautiful motherland, how did you enjoy election <laughs> Take day? Take us back. We're sorry. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know that whole, like, revolution thing? <laughs> I don't know. It's not great over here either, you guys. Um, so I, I watched these two pretty much back to back, and they felt like two halves of one film. Um, which is good mm-hmm. in good in a way. I feel like they flowed pretty well, and I think the the tone was quite similar all the way through. It just means that then I forget which what things happen in which movie. Um, so I, I <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially because it's got um, uh, the sergeant character going across both movies too. Um, mm-hmm. And I was getting confused on the timeline as well because um, don't they say that the attack on uh, the senator's family was during the the very first purge mm-hmm. year? Okay. Yeah, and it was right. it was 18 years before. Yeah, so then that must have been and then if it's like sort of 6 or 7 years in the last movie then this is maybe 10 years later years? or something. 12 years later. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah. Like something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that's not really that important I guess. But um I mean, I was he, also... hey, the sergeant sergeant ages really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't ex- I wasn't exactly sure cuz they, they spell it out eventually in the end but um the the thing about the exemption like high ranking members of society are exempt from the purge and i wasn't sure if that meant they're exempt from being able to participate in the purge or being i think they're exempt from like being a, a yeah they can't be a target yeah yeah so i, I, I guess they... i'll explain that later yeah right that feels very accurate 
Yeah. Mm. And like, that's the nonfiction part of this. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> that's pretty much how it works in America. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I actually found this movie pretty funny, like unexpectedly, um, especially blue the, 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 the yeah, good night, blue cheese. That, I'm, I'm going to start saying that all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, or, or the old, or the old man in the diner. Only thing I think about is pussy and waffles. Yeah, oh, yeah. there's yeah. 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 Like, combo. So I was like, finally, I see myself reflected on screen. <laughs> 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 it matters. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, there are worse things. Like about. a simple woman <laughs> of simple pleasures. Exactly. <laughs> Although one thing I miss though, and I don't know if this is meant to be ambiguous, is when um the scene at the in, in the shop at the start when um the two girls are shoplifting and then Lainey mm-hmm. kind of um steps in and the girl goes, Oh, you're the Lainey like what's her name? Oh, I wish I I wish I met you back in the day. Like what was she meant to have been famous for? Well, you know, there was there's a scene where like she she finally steps up and she's like, uh Paquit Muerta is back. Yeah, know. yeah. So she yeah. was like a legendary perger. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then it seems like yeah, she's kind like of she changed her ways, and now cats. she's helping people instead. And that's why she yeah. drives. That's why she drives the the kind of trio. Yeah, exactly. Thing yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, that scene where she just runs over all those girls. That was spectacular. <laughs> that was so satisfying. See, I felt they were so fucking mean. Yeah, because everybody went to yeah, school were... with those girls, right? And yeah. I was like, yeah. I did think they were a little kind of maybe too cartoony, but it was definitely entertaining to watch them die. That main acting yeah. was the girl was just chewing it was scenery. so over oh, the yeah. top <laughs> her <laughs> facial just, expression just like okay he's he's got a good he's got a high-powered enough rifle that he shot her ear off right yeah and yet he yet you know he just doesn't like i'm done with this bam bam yeah mm-hmm. i mean that would have <laughs> been great too <laughs> yeah that was a great scene as well when they rocked up in those cars covered in all the lights and they get out with their masks. Yeah, and, yeah. like prom, yeah. prom dresses. Yeah, they're yeah, their costumes. Yeah. Yeah. They took cool. my they took my soundtrack. Song. Is that what your soundtrack? Oh, was it? oh really? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. funny. <laughs> I mean, I think you can still have it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Okay. Any other thoughts? Um, I, I really liked it. Oh, yeah, yeah, a lot more than I was expecting to. How about you, Ariel? What did you think? I really liked this one too. I mean, I did the same thing that Jody did, where I pretty much watched them back to back. Um, but I didn't, I didn't get tired of it. Like it, it wasn't, I wasn't bored by you know partway through the second one. I was still having a really okay. good time. Um, I loved Lainey's character. I really liked um, what was his name, Joe, the shopkeeper guy. Mm. Yeah, yeah I thought too. all of that um, was, you know, really good and really entertaining. I did think the one thing that was maybe a little bit unrealistic, it's like in order to kill the woman who's running for president, they get rid of the rule, right, where they can, so that then they can kill high-powered mm. political people. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think that, but then it puts them in danger too. I think in reality, they probably would keep the rule and just figure out a way to kill her and keep their hands clean instead. Yeah, I don't think right, they would actually right, like, change the rule. You know? Try and pin it on somebody yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. Right, just Easy. hire Nazis to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, and you. I think I think the thing is, is like you know, they're all hiding out and they're in their you know fortified shelters and stuff. I yeah, mean, it you know where she's at her home, which obviously isn't that fortified. Right, right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even talk about Omar in the in Anarchy as the like Black Panther character. Yeah. I was, I was very sad that Carmelo didn't make an appearance. Right. I know. Well, yeah, he got so killed off way too quickly. Bit. What was he in the first one for like 30 seconds or something? I did wanted get that character to be fleshed out and for him to be a bigger part. I don't know. 
I don't think he he no because he stays behind with the girl when she's like I want to purge and he's like we got her we'll take care of her oh right? so he didn't die oh really okay I, I don't say, know why I had it I mean they changed locations the first one's in LA and this one is in Washington DC right so he could still be Carmeloing oh, okay. it up well then they should have had him be more part of the movie because he was entertaining and I yeah. did that was my one criticism is I did wish we had a little bit more time with the kind of like resistance folks yeah yeah and with that kind of like um the counter propaganda. Yeah, mm. that was happening and kind of how that was reaching people. I was pretty interested in that. And it seems like it just was there to kind of have the senator be like, we can't be like them. I know. Yeah. Like, that, that was my one moment unfair. in this movie where I was like, oh, move it along, please. Right. Well, what you yeah. think? Yeah, it would have been more interesting if we had had <laughs> one point? more about their like the sort of underground um, system that they had and, and, and their ideals, what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah, mm. though I do think they did yeah. it right. Like they did kind of have a more like Black Panther mm-hmm. thing about like it's not just like they blow us up. No, we blow them up. It's more like we're taking care of our people down here. Yeah. We have there's like people. a structure. Yeah, like yeah. that's where the triage is. Yeah. Is they're also they're also the ones giving aid. Yeah, yes. that's yeah. actually I didn't yeah. think about that, but you're right. Like they actually they didn't just pull the militarism and the radical aspects of black panther but like actually the community yeah helping yeah, out the service community, is, that like right. we're going to yeah. take care of our own yeah well i mean i know you guys probably know because growing up in, in the bay area but i mean a lot of people are still under that like the the black panthers were you know gun-toting you know were gun-toting violent gang that wanted to kill all whites yeah. no the black panthers were were a bunch of people who were making a lot guns of breakfast because in california in california we had an open carry law at the time in mm-hmm. fact they're the reason why we don't have an open carry law yeah and and two <laughs> funny how that and, works and, and two yeah. they were they they were open carrying so they wouldn't get robbed while they were serving breakfast to the poor kids and walking them to school yep. yeah mm-hmm. and doing <laughs> you know it, and also doing some they were armed to kind of put something behind the uh cop watching yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that they were doing locally yeah. right when people were being pulled over and the panthers would show up and kind of watch that like kids yeah but you know history loves to villainize revolutionaries yeah. it happens all the time okay matilda what did you think of election day oh i thought it was great and i actually loved that they leaned into the religiosity oh yes yeah that was cool. yes i really like because that to me is where things get super creepy mm-hmm. yes and um i mean not that they aren't before but when i feel like when there's kind of a piousness about it it really gets my dander up in a different way mm-hmm. um and so i felt leaning into that was great yeah the Definitely. the clothing and the ceremony of it all was I think, mm-hmm. accurate mm-hmm. and super creepy any other thoughts I don't think Before so. No, I, I really loved this. I loved this. I'm so glad to get the opportunity to return to it because I don't know that I would have after the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And you get so much in this one because yeah. you get the murder tourism stuff with like those creepy people. And then yes. you get the, the wealthy people doing the auction. And man, it was satisfying mm-hmm. when all of them got auctioned. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And all the yeah. tourists in the. Yeah. Um, the well, patriotic the tour- garb. Yes, I was like, it's like oh, yeah. when dumbass white fucking frat bros go to Mexico and put on a uh-huh. sombrero. Yeah, yeah like, it's totally right. that exactly. equivalent was kind of great to see. Like, mm-hmm. and I do think, and it's such an indictment of like American culture mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. And don't think I didn't miss that they were Russian. <laughs> <laughs> see what I mean? I thought like, they were the Afrikaans, or was that just uh, well, that was in, in, in the Russian airport? Yeah, they were South African. Yeah, but then yeah. the ones that were dressed up, yeah, were Russian. 
Oh, okay. So, like, it's, like, one of those things where, like, this movie gets shit wrong and then, like, accidentally gets shit right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the Russians pretending to be Americans, like, <laughs> yeah. like, going over there wreaking havoc and victimizing, like, the disenfranchised. I'm like, I got it, universe. I got it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say my criticism of this movie is that I feel like it lacks the tension of the previous mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I miss that, like, drum beat leading into the Yeah, it's more fun. It packs so much into this one, too. So many different, like, big scenes that I think you Mm. don't have time for that. However, I appreciate this movie. Like, maybe I don't love it as much as I love Anarchy, but I appreciate it because Mm -hmm. of, A, there are some standout visuals in this movie. There's one, this is such a dumb little thing, but it's kind of one of, it's the moment that I just was like, it was had the most like realism to it weirdly is when he accidentally sets off that pendulum and you hear like the crowd of people being like oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> out there God, you know what i mean like yeah you kind of was like okay that felt very grounded in reality in a yeah. way that some of the other over-the-top stuff doesn't like because you could picture like a bunch of people getting drunk and be like okay, yeah just sitting around watching it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah totally. taking bets you know <laughs> yes but I also, and I talked about this a little bit, I love how this movie was like, fuck subtlety. We're leaning all the way in. You know, like, you know, anarchy, like, it was kind of a twist that, like, actually the the government was targeting specifically people of color. Like, you kind of, like, learn that through the process. Like, I mean, like, we mm-hmm. kind of instinctually knew it, but, like, it was treated like it was a plot development. Mm-hmm. Whereas this mm-hmm. one, like, <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they make it very clear that that is the exact same point. And in the previous movie, it was sort of just like military guys that were going in and dragging people of color out of their houses. And this one, they're like, no, it's they're a bunch of fucking white nationalist supremacist pieces of shit. They have tattoos on their head and they're in positions of power. Like, that is not something that the movie knew or can be deployed by people in power. Yes. But I mean, like, there are people who have power or wielding power. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, that's one of those places where this movie totally predicted the future without necessarily intending to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I like that the first movie or Anarchy was about like economic anxiety. And the second movie is like, no, bitch, it's racism. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a journey we've all gone on. Dude, but I love watching Terry Serpico in anything. Is that eyebrows? That's the uh, the leader of the Nazis. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like I've definitely seen him in other things, and he is scary in this. Yeah. Like he is yeah. beautifully casted. Like he looks like Hitler scroat. Like oh my god, <laughs> his, his his one his one scroat. Yes, <laughs> singular scroat. <laughs> So any of the other things I wanted to say, just I did think it was interesting that our we had two female ambulance drivers mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. it, it to me, it evoked the idea of like women, the way that they enlisted during World War Two, a lot of times was to be ambulance drivers. And mm-hmm. so it was kind of like this idea of like, these are women who are on the streets fighting fascism in a way that like really ties back to like the axis of evil, you know? Yeah. Oh, so I don't know. Just a little thing that I noticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, love this movie. Any other thoughts? No, it's, you haven't seen it. Yeah. See it because it's super entertaining. All right. Shall we move on to um, the first part? The first part. All right. So <laughs> the first in chronological and the latest released film, The First Purge. Matilda, you have All right, the synopsis. So I have the synopsis. So th- uh, The First Purge came out in 2018 on... Fourth of July. Oh, that's how we celebrated, Mama. That's right. Uh, it's directed by Gerard McMurray and starring Ilan Noel and Lex Scott Davis. 
Um, and in this one, uh, so this is the night of the actual first purge, confusingly. Yes. Um, so sometime in the 21st century, a new party is ruling the U.S., the new founding fathers of America, along with the help of a social scientist played by Marissa Tomei, who you can tell is evil because she has a blunt bob. Uh, <laughs> the new government, can, as a, the haver of a blunt bob gets me. Um, <laughs> the new government conducts an experiment on Staten Island. For 12 hours, all crime will be legal, and the government has offered residents $5,000 each to remain on the island and participate. As the night drags on, the true intentions of the purge and the alliances of the NFFA are revealed. Yes. All right, Matilda. What'd you? I know you were not a fan of the first movie, but we've come a long way, we've baby. Come a long way. <laughs> How are we doing as this wrap? This series wraps up. So I think this is my favorite. Oh, okay. Um, I think this is my favorite one. Uh, because you get the origin story. Uh huh. And that it has always been a plot to kill poor people of color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right by the government. Socially cleanse um, the. Uh... Yes. Like the neighborhood? Yeah. Yes. A tie between three and four for me, I think. But I really, really like the community defense against the government aspects of mm-hmm. these. Uh-huh. Kind of like the more anti-fascist kind of like yeah. um, themes of these last couple movies. Yeah. Um, and this one has uh, at a time when we need this. And so many, it, it's, you know, I know it feeds us in a particular way right Shirtless now. Dimitri, right? To what? <laughs> <laughs> you're what said shirtless Dimitri no <laughs> sorry go ahead sorry. Uh, the, the amount of like explicit Nazi killing yes. in this movie is quite satisfying and I know that that is something that a lot of directors understand that we want to see right now but I I enjoyed it <laughs> it felt like fan service yes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they really think? touch on all the visuals. We got whites. We've got we like clans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad cops. Like guys in like blackface the masks. Problematic masks. Yeah. Kinky Hitler. Kinky Hitler. Little <laughs> 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 something for everybody. <laughs> Sarah, what did you think of this one? It was a lot of fun, especially because it was so tropey. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, shit's going to go down in that building because they're like, Mm -hmm, this building, mm -hmm. you know, the center of the community. And you're like, yeah, they keep saying that. And, oh, where does the the community activists live? Okay. And, oh, look at that. The the enforcer for the drug dealer is, you know, special forces. And, oh, he's got, you Mm -hmm. know, kung fu military training. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's it's very tropey like that. But at the same time, it was just a lot of fun. Awesome. Okay, what did? You, what about you, Jody? What did you think? Uh, I was less keen on this one, but I, I wonder if that's because of my, you know, nationality and heritage and everything. That maybe it's um, it felt a bit more on the nose than uh, yeah. the the middle two. Um, but I wondered what you guys thought about um, when purge election year was made, kind of pre election, and this mm. one was made post election. Yes. Like I, I think I wanted more of what purge election year was doing, but I wondered how you guys felt being kind of in the thick of it. Uh, comparing these two movies kind of pre and post the election i think that that election year we all believed that the america was one way and after the election we learned Mm. what a large portion of our population already knew which is what the world is really like Mm. 
Like, black people always fucking knew this shit, and white people found out after virtual mm-hmm. like, right. what, what was what was really up. Oh, so that's yeah. interesting. So if if number three is kind of like, what if you could imagine this? And well, number four right. is like, no, yeah. motherfuckers, it's And Hillary this. Clinton won in the movie. Yeah. Like, good <laughs> one over evil, yeah. but then evil fucking won in real life. Yeah. No, it's real. It's really this. And now it's like, black people are like, hello, welcome to the party. Right. Here's the real situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i feel like that is what these two two movies tell mm-hmm. i don't know you agree i do i think that's a good point yeah so i really liked this one um i think this one may be my favorite but mostly because i think i had the most fun watching this one <laughs> um i think all of the characters were like super likable like mm-hmm. in the in the purge like the the first the the 2013 purge movie um i really hated everybody and i thought they were super boring and this one um i found them all to be really likable and i thought you got to know them all enough that you really cared about what was happening to them i thought they were there was like you know a, a lot of humor and and lightness in a situation that was anything but um the actions all really satisfying um it's and you get to see, like Matilda was saying, you get to see sort of how everything started, which is really interesting and, and something that I wanted from the franchise. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I just had a ball watching this one. Yeah, I definitely like this. My favorite is still number two mm-hmm. because the like near future sci fi dystopia just speaks to my soul. However, I think this is the movie that has the most interesting thing to say. As the previous movies went on, you know, more and more the purge, for lack of a better word, kind of gets whitewashed in that, like, it's about, you know, religion and ritual and patriotism and also, but also like, like a, an economic policy that like really actually improves the lives of everyone around them. Mm-hmm. And like, it makes us a better person. Like, it all gets very caught up in like these sort of abstract ideas and like it's spun in a particular way and with the idea that it's far away in that context yeah and this movie basically unpacks that in the way that all this crap that (laughs) exists in this in the universe of this movie Mm -hmm. and also in real life is it's absolute crap at the core it's just rooted in racism period all the rest of it is just tools to justify and sanitize inhumane policies that are fundamentally about the us versus uh, them Mm -hmm. uh, around class and racism Uh and i like i kind of appreciate that the the filmmaker now this one's the first one's directed by someone different this one is actually directed by Gerard mcmurray yes who who was a producer on fruitvale station so oh okay yeah all right yes okay so I feel like this, all of these movies has been actually leading to this message. It's been unpacking this message. It started off with this like white upper class middle, upper class family. And like, they're like our default storytellers, right? And so like, we start there and then we ease in through genre and becomes like kind of an action. And we have like our action star hero and we get, but we also get to see a little bit more of what's actually happening out in the streets. Then we go uh, lean into the racism a little bit more and also like the Antifa thing. And then finally we get at like the thesis of these movies in this movie in a way that I think is great that the the filmmaker got to finally get here. Like 
he made a movie that was popular like at a franchise that drew crowds so they all came in and like watched this message and like basically got taken on a fucking like this this is the end of the curriculum like the, we have reached his thesis statement mm -hmm. and i love that about this um and like even though it's still kind of all near future it's borderline dystopia but like unlike the other movies like all the pretense is stripped away yeah on one hand it's cathartic to see people like see it be so raw and so straightforward but it's also so upsetting and terrifying to watch. So yeah. like, I do think we need that final scene where like the movie turns into the raid and we just see him like laying waste to, to like Nazis and like, we need that mm -hmm. catharsis mm -hmm. because the, because the, the alternative yeah. is so, it's just so upsetting. Cause we're like actually to some degree living this in a way that we thought was silly when we watched the first purge movie. Yeah. And so we need the catharsis of seeing like, true evil get destroyed in this movie but i do well, think it also does a good job of balancing some of that like yes do they win the battle yes but do they win the war no no and i think feel like that's that's that is a cautionary tale yeah mm. <laughs> that we well, need to like take he says that movie. as well doesn't he like oh it's over well for now right Right, that there are like surviving witnesses mm. and provable things, and it doesn't matter. No, and yeah. then we we yep. cut to the news. Yep, we cut to the corporate-owned news with a totally different, you know, agenda. This was a successful experiment. Uh -huh. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and I I do also think that I like the way having watched *Four Noir* that this movie kind of uh, harkens back to the, the 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 themes of like scientific experimentation on yeah black and poor people yeah <laughs> it feels very much like it could have been done in it could have been made in like 1972 1975 it feels yes. very much like the the main character and i can't remember his name the, the drug dealer like he could be the, the badass from a black exploitation film that you know mm -hmm. takes care of his neighborhood because that's exactly the, mm -hmm. the kind of character type that he was i mean it's just yeah but yeah I, right in the kind of like post-vietnam yeah I, I enjoyed the movie, but for me, it was like, I kind of left with a feeling like nothing's changed because you could put this movie in 1970s Harlem. Mm -hmm. You could put this movie in 1980s Los Angeles and it'd be the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially when they had the thing about like the guns were showing up in the neighborhood prior to the Right. But the dealers like, had all the guns because this is like LA with the government all had flooded them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I said, when we watched the first purge, it all seemed so like, oh, this is so extreme and like it's a fun thought experiment, but like it's actually a lot more in Margaret Atwood than you think. Oh yeah. yeah. This is Margaret Atwood by way of John Carpenter. I really love the touch of the contacts also. I mean, I know they yes, looked a little cheesy yes. to some degree. No, 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 I love them. But given you actually have to, I mean, thinking about this in combination with something like Get Out, mm -hmm. right? That people have to put these, like, to somewhat internalize the government's view, give the government access to their eyes. Yeah. Right? Like, there's the something about... access to their body. They lose mm -hmm. kind of yes. autonomy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that they are, you know, paid for this. And often they're, you know, they're, that's one of the central themes is that they're often in like financial straits. And this is why folks are doing this on I this mean, island. I mean, if they were offering me $5,000, I might have to dig myself a butthole. <laughs> 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 <Take that money. laughs> mm -hmm. 
like yeah obviously i'm leaning really heavily into like the critique around the political stuff but you're right like this movie despite being very unflinching in its political themes also still maintains a lot of that b-movie fun that makes this franchise enjoyable in addition to also being like pretty meaty mm-hmm. um like and particularly i love the addition of the aesthetic of like the, the aesthetics of those like glowing i mean like why are they different colors it's silly like they would all be the same color you know there's you you have to suspend yeah. some disbelief mm-hmm. it also like, gives you a, an us against them feeling because like yeah. all the ones that were after the brother they all had red contacts you know they had people with mm. green contacts and so it does give you like a a very us against them feeling to it I also like the way that they look like demons while working out their demons. And that the demon is not theirs. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's that's been handed actually to really them. interesting. That's the part I like. But yeah, I mean, I think about like um, the Men, Women, and Chainsaws book and how much concentration she has on eyes as like mm-hmm. a locus of power. Yeah. Right? And that like things taking out your eyes and not being able to see is something that's thematic in the uh-huh. history of horror. And so thinking about it in that, like what, whose eyes are they? Yeah. And who are they mm-hmm. for? Right. right in the same way that like i think the hunger games does this a little bit right with the, mm-hmm. the broadcast of the yes of the contest but this felt similar to that so um i really loved the naya character the activist mm-hmm. yeah she was yeah. really great but yeah. my favorite character aside from dimitri's chest <laughs> um it's got to be dolores yeah <laughs> dolores yes. is great so the bubble guts what? Yeah, gets, gets the bubble stealing guard? the bubble guard, alcohol. Yes, mm-hmm. I love her so much. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like there were there would be movies where she would be treated poorly, and she was treated with love. Did you notice that the uh, the two the two girls that get sent up to Dimitri's room are called Anna and Elsa? No, no. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. <laughs> what do you think that they're trying to say there? Hmm. And we all noticed the Halloween poster at the start, right? Oh yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that must have been exciting because that you because you guys saw that in the summer before the movie was out. So what do we think about this franchise as a whole? Do you have any sort of overarching thoughts now that we've seen all four of them? I'm no, really you... glad I saw the first one last because so... if I had if I had seen The Purge before, I would not have enjoyed the series as much. Seeing the the mm-hmm. uh, seeing election year anarchy and the first Purge before that definitely made it so much better i think that i think that the purge with ethan Hawke should actually be the fourth movie you you see if you're going to watch this series because i think it ties a a little bow around it but Mm -hmm. i love the fact that like these movies are are very like balls to the walls ex you know exploitation film Mm-hmm. but they also like you can sit there and watch them and munch popcorn and not think about it and just have fun or like you can really just dig into the into the politics of it because it's can you, guess you know for being for being popcorn munching <laughs> summer fairs they're very you know politically heavy there's a lot of layers to them it's like yeah, an onion. i like that it's, it's like, both yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. a little something for everybody yeah how about mm-hmm. how about you jodes any overarching thoughts yeah, I agree. Um, and you can take these as just a casual horror fan, especially um, the fourth one, the first purge. I found like it was much more violent than the others. Uh, I found um, just loads of like like gunshots to the head and blood splattering everywhere. And I found it. Um, I I guess I found the first one the scariest because I'm I'm terrified of someone breaking into my house yes. with the home invasion thing. Yeah. Uh, I, uh-huh. you know, like I haven't seen that many home invasion movies either, Rachel. And that um, like that really gets to me as well. 
Mm-hmm. You can watch it on that level, and then you can dig into the the politics of it as well. Um, I just feel like I watched the the final one kind of in a rush because I got my times mixed up today. Sorry, uh, so I, I I've had less time to kind of digest it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I think it's a very interesting franchise, and I I, I would, it, especially if you saw the first one, as in the original Purge, and then you didn't really like it that much, and then you didn't watch the the rest of them because of that. I would urge you to go back and give them a chance. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. How about you, Ariel? So I'm really glad that you picked these movies because I don't know that I ever would have gotten around to watching them had you not. And aside from the Ethan Hawke purge, I really enjoyed all of them. Did you not like the the Ethan Hawke purge? No. (laughs) 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 Uh, um, (laughs) But I really enjoyed the other ones. I think it's, you know, with a lot of horror franchises, we get sort of just like a retelling of the story over and over again with slight variation. I think the interesting thing about this one is though it is telling basically the same story. It's coming at it from different angles each time, um, which makes it more interesting to watch even when you do kind of marathon them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of want more of them. Like I really want a heist movie set during the purge night <laughs> oh that would be you want like a full marvel situation where we're just like picking <laughs> genre movies yeah that, yeah that happen, exactly. happen on purge night but i think it'd be really fun if they were like robbing a bank or something and then you could add in like the political stuff about wealth and poverty yeah you know in and around that i think that, well, would be that fun. and they're trying to get out and escape purgers yeah 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 exactly well and that's so interesting because there's so much emphasis in the movies on um interpersonal violence yeah as the crime that everyone wants to commit Mm -hmm. as opposed to financial violence or financial violence, financial crime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't believe in financial financial (laughs) crime that like, that would rectify some of the bigger social situations Mm -hmm. that are happening in this context. Like this, this is where you hack in and get rid of everybody's fucking debt. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, like all the NFFA's data. Like this is where you You can just say Breitbart. dark <laughs> it on my own petard <laughs> I'm very sad now well yeah I mean, or, I mean yeah. that's and that's and that's the thing is like there's so much there's so many different things that are considered crimes that I mean you know that that somewhere there's you know it's not just murder it's not just robbery it's not just vandalism that somewhere there's you know somebody who's like well it's purge night so I'm gonna go over to my hot niece's bedroom and you're like, oh, you know, oh yeah, no, stop it! It's legal. <laughs> Gross. Mm-hmm. A lot of. I don't want that movie. That night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't well, want no, that movie. No, no, no. <laughs> like, no world, I know, I know. In, in, in this world, like, what's what you know? It's focused on the on the on the outside violence, but what about all the internal violence and internal crimes that are that are going on? Yeah. Sarah, sure. would we have to be worried about you heading to a morgue on Purge Night? Oh my god! <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no corpse walking. Honestly, okay. Rachel, on, on Purge Night, I'd probably you know light a, I'd probably go down to the uh, Mercedes dealership over here and light it on fire. But you know, yeah, that's about it. right. <laughs> I mean, know. that's the kind of movie. Like I all I want to do is punch up on Purge Night. Like, why the fuck are we punching down? This I is our know. chance. Yeah, up. like I'd be, I'd, I'd be running around with a Louisville slugger bashing in, bashing in cars, kind of thing. Not like you know, grave robbing. No, I'd be <laughs> wanting to like take over news feeds of mainstream like yeah. 
the yeah. mainstream broadcasts, right? Like that would be mm-hmm. a fun yeah. crime on Scourge Night. Additionally, one of the things I really like about this franchise is that I feel like, like Sarah said, there is this very exploitative feeling to -hmm. these movies and they can be popcorn munchers and just exploitation. But I also feel like they, um, as the series goes on, have more and more characters of color that they treat with love and complexity. Yes. Um, And that makes me really happy. Awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. So y'all. We got some listener feedback this time. Yay. <laughs> yeah, so exciting. Our cries have been heard. <laughs> We've been shouting into the, you know, the void, and the void has responded. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, the first one comes from Douglas, a.k.a. Big D Energy. <laughs> <laughs> I just now just say that to watch Matilda's face fall. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to congratulate us. Uh, I'm glad you owned your shame holes. so then he adds in something that is going to give me nightmares finally you now have a reason to fear the water ladies horseshoe crabs are officially in the spider family now Ah. (laughs) (laughs) and having seen how they swim which is absolute nightmare fuel i believe it do not go into the philosophobia (laughs) subreddit unless you want to just just never leave land again. <laughs> there is a horseshoe crab swimming. Apparently they do it on their back with their legs up and everywhere. Oh, nope. it is nope. repulsive. And it Yikes. was like that. And then the next thing on the Reddit was what a barnacle looks like when it opens its mouth. It is not good. <laughs> it is not good. You don't want to know the black tongue that comes out of this thing. No, it the is ocean hilarious. is full of horrors. So thanks for that big D. All right. (laughs) All right. So the next one is from Erin, and she asks, have you considered covering Beast? It's on Shudder, and it seems right up the zombie girl's alley. Has anybody seen this? Um, this No. no. Is it a British movie? Yes. Yeah, I've seen that. It's the one with uh, Johnny Uh, Johnny Flynn. I knew it was um, in there. Jesp somebody? Um, Yes. Yes, I've seen it. And? Um, It's good. Um, I, yeah, is it a horror film? I guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a mystery crime thriller kind of thing, yeah. But I think it's got enough, tra- I mean, if we're doing the Purge franchise, it's got, it's, it's close enough. Right, and, all right, uh, Aaron. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a think about what we could pair it up with. All right, cool. Awesome, thank you. Thank you so much, Aaron, for your suggestion. Sorry, I spoke over you, Jody. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, unless Aaron um, suggests anything uh, to, that it could go with, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Aaron, what do we need to, what's our double feature with Beast? Let us know. We're tired of doing all the work. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So this last one comes from Maisie. It's actually a couple of emails that I smooshed together. It's a really nice letter. So, uh, okay. So Maisie says, Rachel and Zombie Girls. I'm just adding that. Um, I admit I have been ignoring your cries for listener feedback until now. (laughs) I feel very seen by her admitting I've been ignored. But I I am one of those people who doesn't really give feedback and definitely won't until I'm up to date on something. However, I have been binge watched all of your podcast episodes. Wow. I'm impressed. (laughs) Starting at the very beginning. Oh, God. We're we're so sorry. We're sorry. (laughs) Hey, we're not sorry. We're not on those. I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. I'm sorry. I hurt you, Maisie. (laughs) Basket case one, but wow, that that one is just a one to get through. 
You it thought was, it was hard to it get It was through. one to get through for us, too, and there was drinking involved. Try watching those movies back to back to back. <laughs> so, yeah. So, she's been listening to them over three to six months. It's been on and off for a few months, but the past few months have been pretty much nothing but you ladies, as you are the only thing I have felt like listening to in the midst of kind of a bad streak of depression and anxiety. Oh, I'm really sorry oh, you're going through it, girl. Yeah. But I also know, like, as someone who <laughs> tends towards the anxious... Like, having that thing that makes you, like, distracts your brain enough yep. to, like, yeah, so important. To, like, get out of your nervous system a little bit. Yeah, totally. So, like, I'm mm-hmm. so glad that we could be that for her mm-hmm. because, God, I know. I definitely know that feeling. So, yeah. that's, I'm really glad you found us. And if we're helping, amazing. Sorry about basket case. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that I've been able to find a group of such diverse whore fans that are also in tune with feminism. Yay, feminism! I must admit that while I can't pick a favorite of all of you, Matilda is always the zombie girl I always want to hear talk. Aww. She got me mixed up with somebody else. No. (laughs) As someone who almost went into clinical psychology myself, I find all of her input absolutely fascinating. Side note. Instead of psychology, I actually went into linguistics. So shout out to Miss (laughs) Joni. I was so stoked to hear about another linguist out there, especially another horror fan. So that was really exciting for me. Amazing. All right. So now she has a couple questions and I'm going to read this and then we'll figure out, I'm going to answer it and then we'll figure out how we feel (laughs) whether or not it gets cut. (laughs) Okay. Um, So what happened to Summer? I assume Brienne had a baby and that's why she ended up leaving. But you and Summer, did you and Summer have a falling out or was it just more of a life gets in the way type of situation? So like we've never addressed this on the show. That's true. And so I'm. Did guessing, they just go away and? Yeah, because at the time, mm-hmm. like I was not ready to talk about it. Like it was. Yeah, we took a break too... for a while and then mm-hmm. just came yes. back without them. And, yes, and so yeah, basically those friendships ended pretty much at the same time. <laughs> it was very very hard, um, and unfortunately that meant they left the show, but. As hard as it was in the moment, I'm actually really grateful for how everything turned out because I now feel so much closer to you gals, and I think the show is better for it. Like, I think you guys are great co-hosts. I hope other, I hope the listeners agree. I mean, I'm sure they miss Summer's boob talk, but we can talk about her titties. Like, that's what you need. Like, <laughs> oh, I, you know, I I know I know Rachel, at least you, me, and and, and Matilda are all very busty. Uh, let's not forget about ariel or did you say ariel well i i I, i've only actually met ariel in person twice so i don't remember and i'm sorry jody i've never met you in person tell us about your boobs jody (laughs) more than a handful of waste you guys (laughs) fair enough so yeah basically those were unfortunately friendships that ended um and life got in the way and that they are assholes no i'm sorry cut that part (laughs) you can cut it but it's true And then she also asks who Miranda Skull is, but I've talked about my partner a few times and want to know if that person is the same person. And the answer is yes, that is the same person. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. I mean, thank you. We've been doing this podcast for so many years and I do it because it's so much fun talking to you all about horror movies. Like I have a blast doing this, but it's really nice to get feedback to know people are listening and enjoying it to know that there's somebody out there who it has helped in some way 
I mean, I know I struggle with anxiety and the way that I normally deal with that is to put my headphones on, listen to a podcast and walk until I feel better. Mm-hmm. So I totally, um, I, I get that feeling and it, it's really rewarding to know that like listening to us jabber about shit is helpful to somebody. So thank you, all of you for writing to us. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, it's great to hear from another linguist. I'm glad there's another one person out there that isn't. I want to know if Maisie's seen Arrival, because if you haven't seen Arrival, that's linguist saving the world. So check Oh, it out. yeah. <laughs> Instead of linguist destroying the world by going, oh, well, this is Aramaic. Let me translate this for you. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Ooh, Sarah. Shots fired. That's <laughs> <laughs> for me. Awesome. Okay, cool. So um, that leads us to our ZGBG. Well, usually we do our ZGBG at this stage, um, but Sarah had a, uh, an idea um, for something we could do instead uh, to share our purge playlists. So I guess it's the music that you play to yourself to get yourself pumped to go out purging, right? Sure, why not? Yeah, well... <laughs> what was your idea, Sarah? Well, I... You know, I was just thinking about like the the, the dad in the beginning of, of uh, election, how he's like, you know, I was trying to think of the song that's going to be the last song you'll ever hear, and oh. you know, so yeah, I just, you know, I, well, I was just thinking about like what he was what he was thinking about, and like, okay, if I was going to purge somebody, like, what would I listen to mm. while that was going on? Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm, gave me a bit of a mm-hmm. Patrick Bateman kind of vibe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. I actually have my Patrick yeah. Bateman on the list. I have my right. my ironic one. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Sarah, since it was your idea, why don't you go first? And and we're gonna okay. make, we're gonna make this into a Spotify playlist, so we'll we'll share it with the listeners too. All right. Awesome. Well, I have I have quite a quite a bit of a list, and it's quite varied. Okay. How many uh, did we say five each, or have you got more? Or like I've got five. Uh, I've got oh, I've got like thirteen. Oh, I do too. But I'll see if I have the top five. <laughs> Maybe let the people who have only five go first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so Boogie Nights, Heat Wave. Okay. I, I know it's I know it's a disco song, but you listen to that song, and that song's like very like there's something very I, that I've always found very like unsettling about it. It's very. Um, Feels very nihilistic to me. Right. Mm. Um, party time, the zombie mix from uh, Forty Five. That Brave. was almost oh, okay. an alternate. Yeah. <laughs> Ready your battle merkins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fight the youth by Fishbone. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And see, it's what three? Yeah. Okay. Run on by Tom Jones. Mm. If you if you've never heard this song, it's off of his Praise and Blame album, and you might know the song as uh, Johnny Cash's "God's Gonna Cut You Down." But this is a like full on like gospel revival version of it. Oh yeah. Mm. So it, it gives it a very different feel. Okay. And then uh, Little Red Riding Hood, Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Mmm, mm. that's a good one. Yeah. Well, I always think of that song. I always think of um, what is the name of that movie? There's a there's a uh, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, Bruce Willis movie where he's a he's a washed out. Oh, cop. Striking Distance. Yes, and the killer <laughs> keeps playing Little Red Riding Hood. Don't you laugh at me, Matilda? <laughs> Dude, that's a great movie. That is a really solid Bruce Willis movie. Thank you. <laughs> Although his hairpiece is not solid. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> he has some bad hairpieces. 
many years. <laughs> Ooh, that is peak bad hair piece. I, I, I trust me, trust. Me. <laughs> it is troubling because he's also on a boat a lot, so it's moving. It's not good. We always it's not good. trust the wig police. <laughs> That's right. Wig cop on the case. <laughs> I do have one honorable mention though. Okay. okay go All right. All right. Shamrocks and Shenanigans, the Butch Vig remix from House oh, of Pain. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my other honorable mention is not available on Spotify. I checked. Oh, okay. But um, if, if you get a chance, YouTube Trust in Me by Belly. It's a cover of the song from The Jungle Book. Oh, wow. And it's, it's actually pretty eerie. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Cool. Good pick, Sarah. Go for it, Matilda. What are your picks? All right, so I had a hard time picking because I have like twenty songs, but I did five. Um, uh, and mine were kind of evenly split between things that would make me pumped up and things that I would want to listen to while I was hiding in my house. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my first one is Poor Horseman by Metallica. Mm, nice. Mm. My second one is Don't Argue by Cabaret Voltaire. Ooh, okay. oh, that's an interesting mix. <laughs> Which is a very, like, from that kind of early 80s era of um, political fear about what Mm. was behind the Iron Curtain. Um, (laughs) uh, Five Million Ways to Kill a CEO by the (laughs) I like the sound of that. (laughs) Local Oakland, Boots Riley's movie coming to you soon. Um, uh, My fourth one is Reject All-American by Bikini Kill. Oh, yeah. Mm. Nah, I knew there had to be some riot girl. <laughs> I was waiting. And my fifth one is Tomorrow from the Annie soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh that is dark. I like it. <laughs> I know I was trying to think like some of my some of the ones I was thinking about when you were thinking about which direction to go were like, what are things that would actually make me want to kill someone? Right. <laughs> like, I was trying to aware of your creepy nun songs on there. I know. Yeah, I did have some Claudine Langer in my yeah in my honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> Her cover of "Let's Spend the Night Together" was in my honorable oh, mentions. Yeah, yeah. That sounds interesting. Well, I know what song would make me want to like you know hurt people, but you know What's I really that? wouldn't want to put that on on a playlist for anybody. I mean, tomorrow from the Annie soundtrack is up there. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I was thinking Donna Lewis's "I Love You." You know, know. once you hear the song, you'll, you'll you'll you know it. You'll oh, know it okay. is. Okay. All it was. Big radio hit in the nineties. Mm. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was that last one you just mentioned, Matilda? I was going to add it on. Is it "Let's Spend the Night Together" by who? Oh, Claudine Langer. Do people Langer. know Claudine oh, Langer? Yeah. She was like a French chanteuse who probably killed her boyfriend because she said he was showing her the gun and it went off, but he was two meters away with his back turned. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. story. <laughs> and she has a very, very au revoir. Voice. No, I don't think I've ever yeah, heard. Right. She's, she's creepy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Nice one. Um, who wants to go next? Rachel? I'll go next. Okay. Yep. All right. So for when I'm ready for rampage mode, or like actually probably right at the beginning when I need to get hyped, mm. I'd have to put on a little Pantera. Oh, <laughs> Specifically, yes. fucking hostile. <laughs> like when I was playing it, like I was thinking as I was trying to pick my songs, I was only imagining what my neighbors must think because it was a real mix. <laughs> it was a real mix. But like fucking hostile came on and I was like, oh yeah, I do want to murder. Yeah, <laughs> um, so then 
uh, once I once I've got like I'm feeling my oats, I'm feeling good. I put on a little Bad Reputation by Joe Jet. Okay, right. that's a good yeah. one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then when it's time to kill all of my former employers that I hated, it's a little Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, oh, that song is catchy uh, as fuck and pisses me off. Did a uh, a parody video of that with um Shirley Shirley Manson um amazing kathleen hannah and amazing trying to think of who else is in that video but i want to say the song's called seven or seven years or something oh that's great we're gonna need to see that you're gonna need to find that and put it in the chat case who plays the sexist egotistical lying hypocritical bigot (laughs) (laughs) god i love that movie so much um okay um and then this one i'm a little ashamed of but like i have to speak my truth okay Okay. like i it's a i have stockholm syndrome a little bit around this song i started hating it and then i kept listening to it hate listening and then now like i feel like it's perfect for purging um is i think you freaky by diane (laughs) work don't do it put it on the list (laughs) and then my final and this is the one where i'm just like it's the end of the night i probably have had to do a little speed or something to get me through it and i'm just like you have a whole narrative i I mean i was picturing my person tonight i mean like i need to add a little verisimilitude into the situation (laughs) so for my final pick as the as the dawn approaches and i am picking off the last people or more likely fighting off um some people or like maybe i've gone to war with people and now we're at the end and i'm like i didn't even care about you but now you fuck with me now i gotta get you right um that would be shit list by l7 Oh, yes. that was going to be one of my, yeah. Was it? It's a good, That's one, a good right? one, It does make you want to murder a little bit. You know, like when <laughs> I get out my pen and I write out a list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, that's my list. Cool. <laughs> this is a good list. Um, Ariel, what are your uh, Purge playlist songs? Um, okay, so um, I picked uh, Killer Queen by Queen because I used to always play that when I was on the track team. I figured it would help me run really fast get away from nice. <laughs> um and then i picked uh these boots are made for walking by nancy sinatra Good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you don't own me by leslie gore which i love that song and she's like this prissy blonde girl who looks like she should <laughs> only be singing you know songs about her boyfriend and you don't own me is amazing if you've never heard it and then I picked I Want to Be Evil by Eartha Kitt, who's a boss bitch. And if you've never heard that song again, it's really good. She's got, like, um, video footage of her singing it, too. And uh, she's, like, super young. And she just does all this, like, really entertaining stuff in the in the video. Plus, it's just a, a great song, really silly about, like, all the evil stuff you would do. <laughs> um, and then I picked uh, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. Um, I was thinking also as like an honorable mention if I was stuck in my house with people like hunting me I would probably either pick like do you really want to hurt me Um, (laughs) or um, or I would put on uh, like happy by Pharrell because I figure I hear it one time it gets stuck in my head so badly that I'd welcome a gun to the head that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so those are mine. <laughs> oh, those are good. I didn't really think about what I might play if I was stuck at home, um, afraid. I guess I just put on like Disney movies or something and just sing along to those. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, just cheer me up. Something happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so my picks, I, I went full 15 year old Jodie, just um, excellent. Yeah. So um, uh, Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bodies by Drowning Pool. Oh, mm-hmm. of okay. course. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the new shit by Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I want to put in an Iron Maiden. I can't quite decide between the Trooper and Run to the Hills. I run to the Hills. Um, Come on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I was thinking Run to the Hills, but I was like, uh, somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna pick that one. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, the Trooper. Oh, Jody's Iron probably Maiden gonna pick that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm putting both on. Um, yeah, you go. <laughs> and then as it's winding down, um, as the pages burn by Arch Enemy. Mm. The end of the mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, this is a dope ass playlist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And some honorable mentions. I had um, uh, Mermaid by Death Clock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot of fun. And um, uh, Battle Beast. I want the world and everything in it. Again, that's a fun, cheesy kind of power metal to get you going. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, it was fun trying to come up with these. Yeah, it was. It really was. It was a really fun one. It was a good idea. One of my honorable, yes. One of my other honorable mentions was "Living in America" by James Brown, which is terrible. Like, (laughs) from Rocky Four, like patriotic, yeah, (laughs) road trip song. Yeah, basically the whole of the Rocky Four soundtrack. I think could probably go in there. Yeah, probably. I think it, is it sick that I immediately assumed we were purging? Like, <laughs> no, I don't no, think it's like, like, <laughs> until Matilda suggested also ones for when you're hiding. Her and her damn morality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so we had some uh, some other listener feedback on our Facebook page for our listeners' purge playlists, uh, the songs that they would play on their purge uh, playlist to go with us. So I'll add the I'll add these onto our um, Spotify playlist and I'll share the link as well. Uh, so. Um, Jeff has submitted a uh, soundtrack to Judgment Night, so thank you, Jeff. Um, Daniel has said uh, Metropolis, Darkest Side of the Night. Uh, I don't know that song. Did you guys know that? No, I know. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have a listen to that for sure. And uh, a couple picks from Andrew. We've got uh, Hostile by Pantera. I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Dragonaut by Sleep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Borrowed Time, Borrowed Eyes by Sub Rosa. Mm. I feel like Andrew needs to go to the... Uh, uh, the festival that uh, Mr. Mr. Matilda and I are going to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Welcome to the Jungle, yeah. Guns and Roses. Classic. Yeah. Crazy Train, Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. My Own Summer, Deftones. And Warpigs, Black Sabbath. I mean, those are some Ooh. strong picks there, Andrew, for sure. Nailed it. Yeah, so thank you everybody else for letting us know about your, your picks. Um, I guess we'll keep it open. People can still uh, send in their um, Purge playlist picks. Ugh, easy for me to say. And uh, we'll add them onto our um, Spotify playlist. Awesome. Sure. There's some good listener and also some songs I do not know. So I don't know if that means that I'm even less cool than I already thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do know. I am. <laughs> less cool. <laughs> so, That's uh... so fun. Awesome. Okay, so if like these lovely listeners and would-be purgers, um, you want to share some thoughts and feelings with the zombie girls, you can reach us as well. You can send us feedback at rachelzombiegirls.com or you can hit us up on the Facebooks. We're also on Twitter, but honestly, the best place to reach us has got to be Facebook because mm-hmm. we're all trolling there. Um, so yeah, check us out there. And if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars. Hey, thanks. All right. Um, see, Jiggy, you already did. Okay, so that just basically leaves the streaming pick. Are Ooh. y'all ready for that? Yes. Yeah. All right. This movie I picked because it was actually something that 
didn't make my top 10, but it was totally on my honorable mentions, and I'm excited to finally made it to streaming. Uh, it is a movie called The Domestics. Has anybody seen this? No. No, I almost watched it the other day, though. Okay. Well, it's on Hulu and Prime, and it is a sort of post-apocalyptic type of film. I may have talked about it a little bit on our year-end review, um, because I did really like it, even though it's it's one of those movies that, like, well, anyway, I'll get to it. <laughs> so here is the, the synopsis from the internet. Uh, in a terrifying post-apocalyptic world inhabited by sadistic gangs divided into deadly factions, Nina, played by Kate Bosworth, and Mark, played by Kate, played by Ty, yeah, played by Tyler Hochin, Hochlin, Hochlin, whatever, the guy from Teen Wolf, uh, race desperately <laughs> across the devastated and lawless countryside in search of safety, and must work together if the, as they are pushed to the breaking point in order to survive. After years of political strife, racial tension, rising disease, poverty, debt, violence, and overpopulation and depleting resources, the government makes a decision to hit the reset button, wiping out the, uh, all of life for a fresh start in a new kind of America. Kind of perfect for, <laughs> for mm, a recommendation yeah. of yeah. The End of the Purge. Yeah. So, um, this movie is kind of like The Warriors meets The Bad Batch meets Blood Drive, um, if you watch that on Sci-Fi. Mm. Um, which I really weirdly recommend. Um, I love that show. It was so stupid. I loved it. Oh man, I was so disappointed that they canceled it. I know. I needed more Julian Slink in my life. Yes. Um. Anyway, so this movie is, uh, it's it, it very entertaining. In particular, I love. There's a lot of really great world building in this movie. Like I almost wish this was a pilot. For a series mm. because I think it could be a lot of fun. It has like kind of a little bit of a Mad Maxi vibe in terms of like the characters are very over the top and campy, and it, it, it's like warriors basically. So there's like, um, there's like the gamblers who are like all these people that do like games of chance around death, and then there's like, oh. yeah, there's the cherry bombs, which are like an all women gang who are oh, like, fuck, I have seen this movie. I'm an idiot. I can't okay. believe I almost watched it again the other day. Did you huh. like it? Yes. It's kind of fun, right? Yes. Okay. It's cool. really fun. Yes. The world is a dark and scary place if we as we have discussed at length in this episode. And sometimes you just need something easy and dumb and fun. And I feel like the domestic is very that. Mm -hmm. Um I really enjoyed it and I suggest that you check it out with reasonable expectations. Here's the thing is, I really liked it, but I feel like I just don't want to overhype it. But I did really like it. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you. Like, it didn't make my top ten for the end of the year or anything. It's not that good, but it was really a fun movie. Like, I'm glad I saw it. It felt like a real palate cleanser between yes. all the really dark stuff. that Because yes. I, I watched it during, like, our epic watch again when we were prepping for the year-end episode. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I was watching a lot of really dark shit. Like, after Suspiria, like, you need a breath of fresh. And I feel like the domestic is, is very that. Yeah, um, and the kills are, like, really fun in this movie. And it goes in some interesting directions too with some of the like side characters they meet. Yeah, are you thinking about what I'm thinking about? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so that's it. All right. Jody, in about 5 seconds, I'm going to ask you to take us out. I know you said it, I put you on the spot, so you're getting a 5 second warning. <laughs> <laughs> Jody. Okay. 
Take us out, Mama. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Go and sign the petition to revoke Article 50 and demand a second referendum and keep us in the EU. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye. Okay, so I told Jody that our next recording date was May, and then she asked whose pick it was. And I said, Sarah, and she said, set phasers to corpse fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Love you too, Jody. Fuck. Sarah's gone again. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Jesus no. Christ. Okay. I still just... see her there, but I can't hear her. Who do we purge that's responsible Ladies? for our Wi Fi connection? We, yeah, right? here, yeah. <laughs> We're coming for you, Comcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a boob picture from Jody. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> i'm wearing a, a a jumper that my best friend got me from a thrift store it cost one pound i like that this is your idea yeah. of a nude you're like done one layer oh, dear. <laughs> i didn't I say could... it was a nude i said you could see a shape of I my... know. <laughs> <laughs> i'll not put my dance costume picture <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jody, I'm not you're one of... so cute. You are seriously <laughs> one know. of the cutest people on the planet. Aw, yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one of uh, me and Daphne. Oh, here, here, I just found it. Uh, this is from a couple months ago. This is you see more breasts here. You, this would be a nice reward for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you have to up your level. Ooh, we got a little cleave, everybody. Oh, <laughs> scandalous! I'm blowing it up. I'm blowing it up. <laughs> Zoom and enhance. Zoom and enhance. <laughs> Zoom in on Daphne judging me for being such a happy. On the cat's face. I know. It's yeah. great. She just looks at you like she's like nice thirst trap. Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody's really better at Photoshop than me to put the Scepter Unella uh, headscarf on her with a little bell in her hand. <laughs> 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 Uh, challenge mm-hmm. accepted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me go back to check on Twitter. <laughs>